Well, hello everybody. This is Aaron. Um, this sorry, this episode has come to you late. I ran into major computer issues. Um, black screen of death. Went through a bunch of shit. Anyways, so this episode and the next episode will be coming out soon. In the meantime, I'm trying to re get a new computer and get everything transferred over. I'm attempting to not lose all of my files. This has been one of those ordeals where. I'm terrified that uh, there's so much stuff that I have, music, audio files, recordings, extras, podcast stuff, that is, I've spent the last week and a half just destructed, <laughs> destructed, um, distracted, terrified, distraught, uh, every feeling you could, I feel like my house is on fire and I'm losing everything, you know? Um, but this episode is coming out. This one was with Michael, um, Michael Illa, and it's a fabulous conversation. There were some corrupted files, um, in the sources for all of my, all of this podcast. So there are moments when the audio will drop out. Um, I inserted little silence in there, little noise so that you know where it is. Um, you know. Just bear with it. Uh, the audio is trying to sound as good as I can. I'm trying to make this sound as good as I can. I'm doing everything from remote. So this is, uh, you know, we just got to go through and adapt. Um, I hope you all are well. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving, um, all that good stuff. And hopefully uh, within the next couple weeks, I'll be back up and running as usual. I was able to save my last couple files. So I'll have a couple podcasts coming out as I try and uh, go through everything, um, you know, fix it all. Anyways, I love you all. Thank you everybody for supporting me in this journey and, uh, enjoy this fantastic conversation with Michael Villa. So you're saying, yeah. So a recent, uh, perfect example of like how once if you're watching something and also listening, yeah, it's definitely it takes away one of the elements because I mean it's just how like yeah yeah blind people have great hearing and stuff like that. So uh, I saw I'm obsessed with Silk Sonic. Okay, I don't know yeah. if you're familiar. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm all about it. Oh my, have you listened to the album? I haven't listened to the whole album. It yet, just no. came out. <laughs> literally within five minutes of it coming out i just sat in my car and i just listened to the whole thing but the couple singles that came out before the album yeah, yeah. um skate. of course yeah oh sk skate leave the door open have you have you heard uh smoking out the window oh yeah <laughs> oh all of them and like great. watching it like i'm dying because they're funny as hell that like <laughs> it's it, you you can see it the very first video the very when the what was the first one that came out the, uh, leave the door open. leave the door open yeah yeah, yeah. um when that came out and you watch them all playing together in that room and you see the expressions on their faces that <laughs> that they're literally making a joke out of the whole thing, right? But they're killing it at the same time. And that's like the thing. It's like borderline farcical. Mm -hmm. Cause they're, but they're doing it so well. Like they're killing that genre, but they're like. Yeah, they, 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 they literally like. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's almost like they, they made. 
like they made Monty Python modernly <laughs> cultural. Right. True. Because those guys were doing it all for a joke, but the amount of effort that Monty Python took into the music, the sketches, the wordsmanship, everything to make them land and, and hit the way they do, that's that's the talent, right? And so these guys did the exact same thing, but they took that old English white shit and just made it like <laughs> cultural and modern and like like look what you could actually do with like real soul, you know? Oh, and it, it kills me. And like even like the videos they're they're gems in themselves. Yeah. I feel like they're very two separate entities. Like, oh, if yeah. you just sit down and listen to the music, you you catch every little thing that they do, which is ridiculous. Like, leave yeah. the door open. It has, like, four, I think, modulations. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for key changes. I love oh. it. I love it. <laughs> and so, the first time I heard it, like, first of all, those are two of my absolute all-time favorite artists. Yeah. I love them. Like, Bruno Mars, since he started, and then Anderson Pack for the past five years. I've just, Anderson I love Pack's him. amazing, And man. when he started blowing up, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I went up to Seattle to see him. Such a how he spits bars and uh-huh. plays the drums and he's also got that soulful r&b voice uh, for real kills me but <laughs> um my ex actually earlier this year sent me because she knows my taste in music mm-hmm. but i didn't know about anything about that and then she sent me like the day that i leave the door open came out which i guess is also the day they announced them right yeah as yeah, a yeah yeah duo she like sent me a link and i'm like what is this <laughs> so i watch it literal tears like i got so excited oh same with that whole album when it came out oh but man like okay yeah so anderson pack and bruno obviously they're fucking amazing right and they're the center but the rest of the group oh they are the pocket of that group like everyone in there is so fucking tight and they are all feeling the music so well that they just allow this big bean bag of a song Mm. for for Bruno and Anderson to fuck around on. Hell yeah. And they can just, they can fight, they just sit in that groove and they play in their heads and you watch it when they're doing the video. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. It, you know what they're doing on that video was exactly what they did in the studio. Hands down. Like, you know, it's, it, 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 it's live. They got it that feels, take and went. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, especially the, I don't know who the, I should look up who the basis is in that oh, because he's, he's he, fat. His licks kill me yeah well he 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 looks like he's a james jamerson guy like mm. like he, he he he's doing all of that classic funk stuff soul stuff jazz stuff like james jamerson did like mm. he just he sits there doesn't have a very aggressive attacky tone yeah, but just fills smooth. up all the bottom of the you know it is so there that you would only know it was gone if they took it out 100 you know? exactly but the thing is it's one of those things like if you did take it out it's it's horrible. Oh, it's gone. the song, dead. Yeah, voices are fire. Nah, yeah, the, yeah. The slight and like they, they don't rely much on guitar. I notice because I no. try and listen to it and well, it's not much. All, there all it all. is, all it is, is droning. Yeah, they're adding percussive picks, percussive strokes. I want to call it. Yeah, and you know, pick strokes. Absolutely. Yeah, in love. Yeah. Well, the guitar player is intelligent enough in that to go. Uh. I don't need to be doing more than only this, right? Yeah. I'm not the highlight. You know, he didn't get a, he didn't yeah. get someone who felt like they, they hired had to, me to yeah. play guitar. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna serve the music, which yeah. is such a big well, thing. And the same as a bass player, he has great licks, but they're exactly where they need to be. Yes. They're not extra flashy. It's just in there to. It really does it. It it gives you the feeling of a classic soul tune. Oh, I it's, mean, it's like they s- just picked it up out of that decade and this. Yeah. Dropped it here, added like a little more of a modern mix to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. 
I could go on and on about that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. Today, you can call me old single note singleton or uh, uh, maybe talks too much. Aaron Aaron talks too much. I don't know. I don't know what you can call me today. I'll go by any name today. Um, I would like to welcome this fabulous human who you've just heard uh, talking for the last couple minutes. Uh, I met him at the only gig in the last two years that my band has played at uh, Dante's a couple months show, ago. Because y'all killed it. Well, we, we we practice a lot. Thank you. Oh, it uh, show that shows because y'all smacked it. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. Okay, thank you, uh, Michael Illa. Illa, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Illa. Illa. Yeah. Illa. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Oh, I have thank a you. button. <gasps> oh yeah! I feel so welcome so welcome thank you yeah man how are you i'm doing good life is good i can't complain right now yeah that's excellent that's excellent work's treating me well what do you do for work me well i bartend oh yeah i bartend at a place called trails end uh and it's a music bar used to be a big blue spot like bb king's played there like a lot of big names have played there which baffles me really yeah and so I actually got hired there because my band played there a few times. Okay. Like after the third or fourth time we played there, the manager at the time, she's the owner now, but she was just like, you want to work here? And I was like, what? <laughs> Did she know you were like a mixologist before? I that? wasn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was a barista. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So she knew of me through, because I worked at Dutch Brothers. Yeah. And so she knew of me kind of through that. I seen her a couple times, but. Yeah, she was like, hey, you want to work here? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, I'll teach you. And I'm like, that's solid. Okay, 100%. You know, it's funny. I The reason that happened, so we did the, the shoot last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when we got back done, me and, girl, me and Siobhan were riding home. And she's like, man, that dude's real cool. And I'm Aww. like, yeah, he's fucking awesome. She goes, I believe him. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, he sold every part of that. I believe him. And I'm like, that dude, you're right. That 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 was like the thing that like the first time we talked when we met after you know at, at the show and everything like that. Like you you, you we believe like you're, you're authentic, man. That's that's like yeah. That's, I, I feel like that's, And so that's why a, a bartender who runs a place or a, a <laughs> owner of a place who runs a place would look at a dude and go, Do you bartend? Nope. Work for me. <laughs> it's, I believe you. It, it was so flattering, and I pre- that's one of the best compliments I feel you could give someone. Just being like, "Yeah, hey, yo, you're authentic." Yeah. Because there's such a lack of authenticity nowadays, and like everybody's trying to be something that they're not. I'm very much me, and I let everybody know, "Yo, this is me. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna change for anything. Yeah. I'm a big old nerd. I don't uh, hide it. Don't think I'm cool." <laughs> right. Because <laughs> people, are like, oh, you're cool. I was like, Dude, I have dreads. That's the only reason why you think I'm cool, <laughs> and I play music. <laughs> When I go home, I play World of Warcraft and D&D. Like, yeah, that oh, stuff is dope. Can I tell you? Not. Can I tell you? Uh, we're, you know, we were texting this morning. You're like, hey, man, I sl- which I'm, I'm so happy you were real about like sleeping in because I had to set two alarms so I didn't sleep in this I morning. Set, I set two alarms and I woke up with the first one, fell back asleep and didn't wake up for the second one. I went, you, you texted Shit. me. You're like, hey, can it be 1230 instead? I'm like, fuck yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have an extra 30 minutes. I turned on ARC and I started playing video there games on the, when you're on the way here. I'm like, I got 45 minutes to grind Yo, around my Ark, base. though? I was so into that game for a while, and the, oh, I I don't play it anymore because I did what? Okay, let me tell you what broke you. Was it a dinosaur or were you playing PvP? PvP. Oh, see? because there are just those tryhards out there, Monsters. and so me and my roommate at the time. This is about two years ago, and me and my roommate at the time, he had like a whole little squad. I think there were like maybe seven, eight of us. 
And so he got me into the game, and then I joined them, and we were we found this nice this nice spot on Metal yeah. Mountain where uh-huh. it's easy to farm metal. We were getting up there, we were just starting to get our first tech. Oh, and you're still playing on the island still? Yeah, yeah, okay. still on the island. Yeah, just yeah. a base base game. And so we have a good thing going. <laughs> I have my Man. little Ankylosaurus, which is my favorite dinosaur. So yeah. that was mine. High level as fuck. I could. Sorry, is this PG thirteen? Can I? No, you, can, you can say whatever Perfect. the fuck you want. I, yeah, fuck yes. Uh, but yeah. So that I had my, my thing. I was chilling. I had my job to do. We had a whole thing going. Yeah. And then I'm at a show, and in our group chat, they're like, "Get on, everybody, get on. <laughs> We're being invaded." And I'm like. I can't. <laughs> and I, and it's these people with the craziest things that I've never I've mm. never seen in that game before. So uh, Yes. <laughs> PV, PvP fucking sucks. Yeah. They are you, you're right. There are try-hard cunts on that fucking map that will <laughs> come in murk you for no reason. So that's why I don't play PvP. Oh, yeah. Me and my buddy play together. We play PVE, mm-hmm. and all we're trying to do is just beat Titans, fight bosses and shit. I love it. And we grind super hard, have big bases, transfer, mm-hmm. you know, playing on all the maps, and just, dude, honestly, like, building cool bases, taming dinosaurs, so, breeding dinosaurs, trying to get cool high-level so colors, sick, yeah. color combos and shit like that. Like, play. You play Xbox? What'd I play? play PS4 and PC. Hey, we're, it's all cross-platform now. Is it? They yes, they made P they made Arc now full PC, Xbox, PS4, PS all cross platform oh, now. We might have a game that we can play then. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for more people to play. I'm like I'm trying to get back more into gaming because yeah. like for the past like year or two, I just I haven't <laughs> had time. I was working a bunch and then any free time I had I was trying to do music stuff mm-hmm. with it. And so lately I've had a lot of free days, which is nice. Like switching jobs. Um and it's been nice. I've been getting back into gaming. I played a lot of yeah. Apex. Yeah. Played a whole lot of Apex. Yeah. I played World of Warcraft for a while when the last... Because I've played World of Warcraft since... I was in sixth grade. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's, let's... Hold on. You just made me feel real old right no. now. <laughs> so, World of Warcraft came out and I was like... I think I'd already graduated high school. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How so, old are you? <laughs> uh, I turned 35 in a week. Oh, okay. You're Maybe, about 10 years older than I am. Yeah. Yeah, I turned 26 next month. Okay, cool. What's the date today? The 11th. I, 13th, 13th. 13th. I, uh, almost exactly a month, the 12th. I yeah. turned 26. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> So there you go. Cause I'm a little baby. <laughs> you don't act it. I was like, I was like, dude, I found another dude like my age, man. That's fucking awesome. So not to like make you ten years older. Psych, when you're I'm like, a child. Just kidding. <laughs> no, um Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, no. All so right. I started playing right. uh Sixth grade. when Wrath wow. of the yeah. Lich King, the third expansion came out, like right when <laughs> that came out. And so I've played kinda ever since, but since I graduated, it's very sparingly. Basically, I'll buy the newest expansion. Mm-hmm. I'll max level, do the main raid, and then I'll get bored and I'll stop. See, that's like, <clears throat> yeah, when I was when I was a kid back then, uh, if we're talking <laughs> the available <laughs> games for sixth graders, if we're comparing sixth grade to sixth grade, uh, I was playing N64. Oh, yeah. 
I'm about it. Which I have somewhere. Oh, it might be out there. N64, all time uh, favorites. N64 uh, and P and I had computer games, but we were playing like, uh, like uh, Quake, playing original Quake. Oh, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, playing like Doom Two, Doom Three. No, oh. Doom Three hadn't even been out yet. I think it was just Doom Two. Maybe Doom Three was out. Um, but then Doom Sixty Four. Um, we we're playing like uh, Unreal Tournament. You ever hear of that game? It's it's like it's like a, it's a cross platform. It's a it's a platform shooter game, very it's, much like Apex. It rings a bell, but but I, it I was played. Unreal Tournament was like, dude, I don't know. It was a pretty. It was it was just a fucking cool. But this, you're talking <laughs> like two thousand one, two thousand two. You know, oh shoot, okay. Uh, the the it was actually the 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 version of it I played for all those old gamers out there. Uh, it was Unreal Tournament Game of the Year Edition. I think it came out in two thousand one. Game, Game of the Year, Year Edition. Edition. Yeah, I. I remember when Xboxes, the original giant Xboxes dropped mm-hmm. with Halo 1, got that, Classic. played that. I remember when Halo 2 dropped and like everybody was so stoked, dude, oh. for Halo 2, man. Just it's amazing. Yeah. But 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 we were, you know, I was a fucking junior, a senior in high school being like, <laughs> Halo 2! <laughs> <laughs> That's like the goal. Like gaming is so different now that I it's kind of like, it, even the world for goes me, so and I, and like, fast. We man. come from like, a different generation yeah. but like still i feel like my ma- mindset is more in Old that school? yeah i loved that like i've always been upset that i haven't that i wasn't able to play world of warcraft when it first came out back when mm. gaming was just so prevalent well like well in in that in the gamer atmosphere it was just that's it's all there was that's the thing is yeah. the amount of resources you had were like until the Xbox came out, console games could not keep up with PC oh, yeah. at all. X, you had 64-bit games, and that was the shit. <laughs> you had PS2, and like that, you're like, all right. Or no, PS1, I guess, was at the mm-hmm. same time. PS2 yeah. came out right about Xbox time. Um, but PS1 was pretty good. You know, you'd play like Wave Rider and shit like that. Um, s- some football games. But, you you know, it, it was competing with N64 and like... Mm-hmm. You didn't have anything, and then you could. People were building PCs at that time, and you were getting great new graphics card. I remember when I got the very, one of the very first GeForces for my PC, Ooh. and like, like doing man, just it was booming, and that that was the the like adult entertainment. Yeah, you know, I'm you know yeah, not yeah, kids yeah. shit. <laughs> like like there was there was no giant modern Xbox competitions for. Mm. For N64 back in the day, people were speed running Mario on SNES yeah. and shit like that. But that community was super tiny. Mm-hmm. Like there was no ESPN did not cover gaming competitions <laughs> back then. Like you you know yeah and it, I I don't know I feel I feel like it's made like how it's progressed is it's such a competitive thing now oh, so it's, it's so, so hard to have fun unless you're with friends yeah, yeah. so like. Like I played League of Legends when it first came out. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yep, totally. And did you play it all? Not a lot. Oh, not a lot. They just came out with a series on Netflix, and it's so good. Really, it's so good. Yeah, it's like I think the next one. I think they just dropped it today, actually. But um, <clears throat> there, I played that like when it first came out. Yeah. Like the end of the beta when it first like launched, and it was so fun then. But like just playing it for so many years, and that was in I think seventh grade. Um, just watching how toxic people get because it's mm-hmm. just so competitive. Like, there's no for fun. Yeah. And, like, 
don't know. It's no, no. It's, it's kind it's, of ruined it. Well, a it, little bit. I, I, I think so, and I think it is. I think it's a symptom of um, immediate satis- immediate gratification. Uh, people yeah. don't. There was there was the, the same era that developed these 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 gaming uh, like cultural gaming waves. Mm-hmm. Um, the same culture that started that those waves were also people who had to wait, had to wait every week for a new episode of a TV show. Yeah. You had to wait when a four months from when a movie came out out, out of theaters till it came out on VHS tape. Yeah, like it, it came out on tape, and you. We are the generation of having to rewind a movie to the beginning of the tape to rewatch it again. <laughs> yeah, like I. <laughs> at, I remember that because, like, even though I'm still young, I, we still had that. Like, yeah. I had, we had countless VHSs. But I'm sorry, I never. No, no, no. Uh, it, it's just we had to wait for things. We were not immediate status. Immediate gratification was not a part of society then. Instantly doing something and knowing instantly if someone likes it or not. Yeah. All of the instant instantaneousness of today, of the last, I mean, honestly, of the last 15 years, man. I mean. Facebook didn't exist when I graduated high school. You know, mm. we had MySpace and it just started, <laughs> but we didn't have, and even that was like slowly building. There wasn't like a like function. You couldn't keep track of posts like you could like that. You yeah. could message each other and like you had your top eight and shit. Oh yeah. But it, I had my MySpace. That's awesome. <laughs> I had, I had MySpace when it, like I got MySpace basically when it first came out i was like a sophomore in high school or something like that i think i was in fifth grade i got my first myspace that's dude in like my myspace yeah yeah i i don't know it was crazy it that it was just such a different time man and i think that with with i I think you see the same symptom in music now um with people you the ease the ease at which something can be one recorded from home Mm. and two the amount the amount of stuff that can be shared i think creates a creates an environment where where skill doesn't propagate fame where fame propagates skill yes. and oh, so and yeah. so you have an influx of so much not terrible because all art's not terrible yeah. but i don't it's it's I feel like I know exactly what what you're saying. Well, it's, it's one of those things where, like, the people who are really talented but don't have the means to do the things that it's. I, I don't mean to sound rude, but people who aren't as talented, they can. I don't. Know, they get so big off of things that I personally I sound like an old man. But like, no, you just sound like a thirty five year old. <laughs> Lil Yachty angers me. Yeah, and everybody, all my friends know because. <laughs> The things he blew up on, I just don't understand. And I'm like, and it and it, it honestly comes from envy because I'm like, I work so hard and I make good stuff. But the thing is, like, it doesn't blow up like that. So, like, the anger comes from envy, which I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. like, good for you. You somehow got out there. Yeah. yeah. I, I well, hate what you, you're doing. Well, but. here's the thing. There's <laughs> all these new fads. All, all, you could have said the exact same thing about fucking electronic pop in the 80s and those 
there's 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 yeah. there's prog bands who were following Yes and Rush and Gentle Giant and built built and amazing complex musicians who could fucking sing all the, and mm-hmm. do play all the shit and you go. I don't fucking understand what's happening. I sit here and work so hard and gig all the time. And these guys come out with their just electronic shit and they, they get famous off of nothing, yeah. I, you know, and they could say the same thing, but it is a dumbing down of technicality. You can start True. way back. I mean, music is getting less and less complex True. for the populace. There is more complex hap- music happening all around. People are being more inventive with music, mm-hmm. but, that is not popular. There is nothing. It's man. It it's almost like I don't know. My brain's firing a million miles a minute. Nah, nah, I'm you're I'm good. Didn't I say at the beginning you can call me talks too much? Can, <laughs> I'm the same way. I go on off a of bad like bad tangents. Okay, let's let's circle back, everybody. We're gonna put a little pop boop pause in that conversation because it can I'll just say, go. Well, f- I I wanted to hit a certain topic. Ta- hit a topic. You you're, you're talking about how things are so simplified now. And it's one of those things where since there is so much that you can do now with the internet and everything, I feel like there are less people who are musically knowledgeable, who knows. Because, like, even me, I'm still new. I've been playing bass for only, like, six years now. And, but, like, I've, I jumped headfirst into it. My first band was because me and a couple people at the theater (laughs) with in high school, like, the year after I graduated, were like, let's start a band. And I was like, cool. So, I was just going to lead sing. And then they're like... We need a bassist. And I go, don't fucking look at me. I I don't know how to play. I played trumpet in sixth grade. Did I kill it? Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, I kind of want to pick did. it up again. Of but, course you did. But, I played clarinet. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I love... I just... At the Corey Wong show, they had yeah. a bass clarinet. <sighs> he was killing it. Yeah. <laughs> such... So good. But anyways... But like, even, even me, like I still know... I know more than the basics, but I don't know. I'm not even close to like a theorist or whatever. But I think since a lot of that is lacked and people don't listen to full records and appreciate all that, that's why like like my band, like we're only doing like singles, maybe like a three song EP, because if you do a record like nowadays, unless you're established, it's kind of a waste in my opinion, because no one's going to just sit down and listen to the whole thing. It is. It is. The only argument to that I would give is... It allows people who want to be your fans. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people are out there who going. want like, yeah. to be fans to be able to be a fan yeah. of you guys. Because there's nothing better than a deep cut on an album. True. That doesn't get radio play, but fans love, right? And people from the periphery, yeah, they can love your single and look at... They, they could sit there and talk about the external view of your song, mm-hmm. but never even once talk about the intricacies of a single because there's a new one coming. True, 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 true. You have to let them hang on the authenticity of your band, and that only comes from a, a number six song on an album Yeah, because you guys loved that song. You wrote that song for the intent of... Being something that people stumble upon in your album, not writing it for the intent of only being a single and people Mm -hmm. waiting till the next single and using that single as a a resting pad. They're playing Frogger and jumping across lily pads. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's why Little Yachty's famous. Yeah. Because he is not doing anything like an artist would do something. He Mm -hmm. did not do anything like Stevie fucking Wonder. Mm -hmm. Every one of these songs on the back of this album, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. We're going to listen to it. 
Every fucking album, every fucking song on that album is on purpose. Do I have it in here? I do have it in here. Yeah. Every song is on purpose. He wrote every one of those fucking songs with intent to be a good song because he's a musician. Right? He. Oh, yeah. There is no. There it. Stevie Wonder or anyone alike, they came in, when they went to record a song, they knew exactly what they were going to do when they went in the studio because it was on tape. Yeah. There was no going back. Oh, yeah. Analog stuff. And watching that and stuff. And what you crazy. hear in here is them sitting there live in a room doing it. And there was no auto tune. So when he's singing like that, that's one take. And he's perfect. Absolute perfection. And. He didn't have to guess on what the end product would sound like Mm -hmm. once the producers got done with it. He knew what his music was going to sound like because he fucking wrote it. And he wrote it to be a song. He wrote it to be full. Yeah. Modern music today is not written in full. It, you know. uh, It's like, here's an idea. Yeah. yeah. And then then a lot of the times, like, honestly, I've been guilty of this. Like, with my, not so much the band, because we can all kind of brainstorm on all of our songs. Like we do have a, a little bit of production. Like we just recorded one last week that I'm super stoked. The the guy who records my solo stuff, he, uh, I wanted to give him a try. Delta Avenue is your band, by the way, for everybody. Uh, Delta Avenue. You, yeah, yeah. Um, he. I was like, guys, like we need to record with him. He's good at what he does, and like he's technically new to the professional world, but he is so knowledgeable. Yeah. And he went to one of our shows like in our first year, and he was like, I want to work with you guys. I'd love to record. And like at the time, we had a different person, but. Once I, I wrote my first song and I was like, and people were like, record this. You got to record this. I was like, okay. And so I was like, hey, so like, it's not Delta, but it's my own stuff. And so I sat with him, did that. And like, I listened to it now. And like, it's not what I would do now. Cause I mean, I've learned so much since, yeah. but what he did with that is just nowhere near what I would have thought in my head. So like we, even I'm still guilty of like, Hey, here's an idea. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> right. Help. But like with the band setting, it's so. It's so nice to be able to brainstorm, fill that empty mm-hmm. space, and kind of go in with the full song. I feel like like there's always going to be things added because everybody has a different ear. You take it to an engineer, oh, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, we should add a little, a, a so, little of this here. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So great example with my band. You know, we, we're working on, we got a couple songs already done waiting, filming music videos, obviously. Love it. to re- Can't wait. Um, but when we, we spent six months writing the songs and playing them and practicing them mm-hmm. before we even went into a studio. We had oh, we, yeah. every song was finished and we went, okay, these are what we're going to do. We went into the studio and we wanted to, we wanted to play live. Mm-hmm. So we all got in a room, mic'd everything up, had amps in different rooms and we played every track live. Ooh. No, no click tracks. Drummer counts us in one, two, three, go boom. And we play the whole song start to finish. And then we went, okay, that feel good. We did a couple takes of each song. But when you when you listen to the songs, all of the drums are the first take of us sitting down and playing them. That's and they're live, sick. no click tracks, no drum edits. There, there were extra symbols added, yeah. maybe a punch in for a snare that didn't mm-hmm. come through, you know. But, but the, so that's the, the guts of take. the song yeah. are just the drums. And then, you know, I'd go back in, bass parts I need play over but mm-hmm. i'm having to play to the live feel of the drums not to a click track and sync stuff up there was no quantizing any of our music because none of it could be quantized to a beat because it's not on a yeah, beat. yeah you're not playing we're, we're playing i love to that the feel we of the just room. did that with our so, so we're we're very different like you heard us we're very different like w- with that show that we met 
we were so kind of confused when uh why you were there yeah 100 percent. because you fit that bill that's why you were there which but the it's we don't though <laughs> you you that bill was a mixtape dog oh what that's true that's true that bill was a mixtape that's 100 like and I love, and I love that you had that mindset. My worry was other people wouldn't have that mindset. Cause uh, me, I'm like, okay, yeah. like I like to go to shows where I listen to different things. I don't mm-hmm. like to go to a show with three bands on a bill that and all they all play the same, the same thing. And yeah. even if you and the closing band, who was the closing band? I'm so, uh, so uh, bad. Uh, Sweet Clarity. Sweet Clarity. Yeah. So you guys like, you guys were both like metal, like rock. The, they were definitely more metal than us. Yeah. But still, yeah, you guys were different. Yeah. Like you, like your shirt, you had a, such a big rush influence. Oh, and I was right. like, I, I fuck with this. I like yeah. this a lot. And them, they, they remind me of a band called Amaranthi. Yeah. And especially with that, with that female vocalist. But like, when I listen to you guys, cause when Sweet Clarity, they were like, Hey, we would love to play this with you. And we're like, Dante, sick. But I was like, I, I said to them, have you heard our stuff? <laughs> Do you know what we play? They go, yeah, we like it. And I go, Oh, then yeah, we're down. As long as you know what we sound like, because like we we picked more of our harder songs during that, because we are such an eclectic band. I, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Yeah, I personally I love it. And if there is like I know Dante is that's a very I feel like that's more of a rock yeah spot. And luckily we have some rock songs. Each one of my band members we contribute something different, which I personally love. I yeah. love the fact that. Every song we have, like when we do do our album, even like on our EP, I mean, our EP is, I feel like it's more pop rock, yeah. but when we do our album, like how much we've progressed since then, because our EP was in the first year we were a band. Right. right. And so, <laughs> uh, just how much influence we each have on a song, because a, a lot of us do, oh, well, we all contribute to making the song, but I mean, three of us do most of the writing, mm-hmm. but everybody will come with something to the table, which I love. I've been part of several bands, and that's normally not the case. Correct. But, like, it's been a lot of 50-50 with me and Caleb, the other lead singer, but Christian, our drummer slash guitarist, he, he's written a couple of my favorite songs that we do. Yeah. And then we've also collabed. Like, he sent me, like, because he does some recording as well. So he'd record something, and he sent me this thing, which is one of my favorite songs to play. It's called My Way, and it's very soul like, mm-hmm. like we didn't play that show because it would not have fit the bill. But like you hear it and you go, that's fucking different. But anyways, I'm tangent. Like I said, I'm, I I'm just it. like you where I I, I, I can talk yeah. <laughs> way too much. But anyways, coming back to that, since our songs are so different, when we hit the studio, we hit them, we record them differently. Mm. So like the last song we recorded was a song called State of Mind, which is a very alternative pop rock song. It sounds like it came from like the mid 2000s oh cool and i personally i love it i love yeah. it so much and so we went in that we did some overdubbing we didn't do all one take but this last song that we just did was the like the rockiest song we have it's called too young and we did exactly what you guys did we went in we did like five or six takes we took the best one and then we did vocals after it we're gonna meet up on monday and do add some backing vocals and stuff mm-hmm. but other than that like it's all just it wasn't our first take, but it was just the best take that we did in like those five or six takes. Yeah. And then, but it's life. And it makes it it gives it a more authentic feel. Yeah. And yeah. which is kind of well, where we were coming from it, with like the it, whole rock. It, f- it feels like a human. Yeah. And, you know, um and that's something that like is really missing in a lot of 
a lot of today period mm-hmm. is like the, the humanity in something like like the the imperfections yeah are actually perfect and like uh, man it 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 it's from the the cars we drive to the way buildings look to um you know, I mean when the fact that things can be 3D printed now means that oh, yeah. building things by hand n- nothing looks different from each other anymore oh like like, like those neighborhood uh, neighborhoods neighborhoods that you see built it's just yeah. like a cookie cutter house and it's right. like yeah they're nice but they're all well, the same well but okay like okay even take our the house that we're here and now yeah. the house next door to us that one has had a second story added onto it but the fronts of our houses are identical oh and, really I, and I didn't both of it. these were built in the 60s so oh, they've wow. been doing it since then, but this house was built by hand to following a plan, and that house was built by hand following a plan. But they're yeah. not—they're the same, but they're not identical. Yeah, they're not like the walls come pre-made from oh. a fucking factory, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, no, I, but I mean, new that's, that's are. bound to happen. Always. Yeah, oh, like always, like things are going to be the same, which I like. I don't have a problem with. It's with, when things are just but literally coffee mugs. Back in the day, <laughs> you would get coffee mugs, and every. All coffee mugs were fucking spun by hand in a factory, and they had you had a bunch of people. Now, granted, the same people make the same mugs, yeah, but everyone was different. They both weren't perfect circles. You could grab old. Everything you had was different from one another, mm-hmm. and they were all a little more ergonomic. They were all kind of, uh, you could you could see the manipulation of hands yeah. on them. You could see like and, any like little grooves, yeah. maybe your finger pressed a little harder than yeah, and that's going away. You know, that's the, 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 ha- it's, it's like today, it's like people today are trying so hard to make everything polished and perfect and, mm-hmm. and uninfluenced. Yeah. That it's like almost disconnecting the, the part of our brain that, that we're pattern seeking. And yeah. so if you have a bunch of perfect stuff, we're not going to notice the beauty of each individual thing because mm-hmm. they all look the same and we're looking for the thing that is different. But if every plate's a little different, if every cup's a little different, maybe you spend more tactile time as your brain. You're going and you're cooking dinner or you're wanting to grab a snack and you go to grab a plate and everyone's a little different. Your brain maybe pays a little more attention to that moment. Yeah. And finding the 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 actual intricacies in day-to-day life. And yeah, the, and it's such it's such a weird back and forth where like humanity is progressing in a way that we could do stuff so easily now that we couldn't before. Yeah. But like, I mean, you can never really win because having everything be so perfect, right? It does take away that human side of things, which is kind of what we're going for. But like, also, it's right. not what we want. No. Which, well, at least what some people want. I can't really speak for everybody, but I definitely. I think it's. I think it's what they think they want, but I think they're wanting things that they don't need. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, there's, I don't, I don't know what the reason is. Like, like the action, the, the foundation of why we would need it. But I do think we do. Yeah. And I think that maybe there's a, a generic level of unhappiness, uh, un, un, not unhappiness. Well, nope. A lot of people are unhappy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but like dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with mundanity. There's, it's very, it's very weird that not as many people as should sit in a room with nothing else going on except the voices of each other. 
True. You know, yeah. other than me doing this podcast, I don't spend a lot of time having two hour conversations with one other person ever yeah, in it, my life. It really, it doesn't happen. And it's, it's honestly super special when you find someone who you can do that with comfortably. Right. Like when it's like. But don't you don't you just see that everybody should be able to do it with everybody comfortably? Oh yeah, I, I mean, but it it goes back to the whole like immediate gratification. Yeah. People are so uncomfortable with silence, and if there's any like car drives when <laughs> when people just feel like they need to talk, and I'm like, I almost shushed you. You're like, are, are people are uncomfortable with the silence, and we let that little pause start, I, and you start. Oh, sh- <laughs> I would have died. I, 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 I lost it. I'd have to leave. We want to make them uncomfortable. Shut up. But anyways, people feel like they need to fill silence all the time. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. conversations aren't going to be that consistent for two hours. And people no. who are just okay with just letting that lull of silence until something yeah. else. Like, you don't, you don't always have to talk. You don't always have to do that. But like just that interaction for hour two hours it is i th- i think of my grandparents often i didn't know them a lot i i met them obviously they were around when i was super little but they died when i you know and i lived in alaska that's where i was born and raised um and they were from washington alaska. yeah okay. yeah that's where i'm from um and so i didn't i wasn't like they were you know down the block and i could just fucking <laughs> drive over and see my grandparents all the time rarely ever saw them we were we were broke so we never like went on a lot of vacations or Mm -hmm. shit. So we hardly ever flew down. You know, there's like five or six different instances in my entire life. I remember being my grandparents and, and most of them were uncomfortable because they Mm -hmm. were very old, like really old. They're born in the thirties. Oh, that's uh, yeah. So, so my parents are really old. My, you know, my, my dad's 75. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he was born okay. my dad was born in nineteen forty seven. My mom was wow. my mom was born in fifty two. And her parents were born in the twenties and thirties. Okay. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. My my grandpa fought in World War Two. So I'm, oh, I'm wow. yeah, yeah. I'm from a very old family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not old, I don't think, but but Everything, but but I just came. I come from really old, old generation. Like my parents are literally. My dad's not a boomer yet because he wasn't born soon enough after World War II to be counted as a boomer. He's my dad was of. He was born two years after World War II ended. My dad was born. That's how old. Like like, that's one person ago. Is World War II one? It my dad's life ago is World War II. That kind of stuff. Is like yeah, time time wears me. Like I, well, just, I just read this post. I was like, "What? Picasso died in like seventy three or something like that." Yeah, and a guy was like, "I thought he was alive in the fifteen hundreds. <laughs> like my life was alive." And I'm like, "Wait, like for real?" That yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. No, to times. So I have this just very visceral connection to like old school thinking, old school mentality. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, 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 I said this a lot. If you're a listener to this podcast quite frequently, you will hear this adage, um, have heard it before. But when I was in elementary school, I thought Pink Floyd, the, I thought Dark Side of the Moon was like a current album because my parents played it so much oh. and they played music of that ilk, Stevie Wonder and, and 
old country. Like I thought all of the music that they were playing was modern. And so I would be going to school in like the mid nineties going like, have you guys heard of this cool new band, Pink Floyd? Cool new band. <laughs> and, and my teacher be, I remember my teacher going, oh no, they're not new. And like, that was when my uh, world changed. Like Picasso, wait. He, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and then I had to realize like, oh shit. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it was crazy. Like, okay, I'm listening to music that is 20 years old. And my parents listened to it when they were 20 years old and it was new to them. Oh, yeah. And so that's when I was like, like, oh, they're old. And then I realized like my parent, you know, hearing stories that my, my mom always made the joke and I never understood it till later that my grandpa played football in World War II. Well, he did. He played football for the army, like army football in World War II. Oh. And I was like thinking of like, oh, he like, no, oh, no, he was. He, but yeah. th- that's what he was doing as like an athlete. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird to think about. You're like, oh, you wait. So wait, I'm sorry. Like, did like the army have like their own league, or was there something he did? It was fight? just. It was. It was. It was. It, I guess they just had teams. Oh, like like there's like the. I think even now today in like college football and shit, isn't there like the army team? There's like the West. I haven't watched sports since I played them in high school. So. I yeah, I don't. I don't know how the the that works. I I always thought I could be even wrong right now. What I just no. told you with so much certainty and vigor of a story from my life that I could just yeah, I could I be didn't completely mean to wrong. Make too. you double no. guess yourself. Well, but you should double guess everything. That's true. That's my, you know, you know, you're, the reality that you tell yourself a story. Tell us a story of a memory. All we're tell, all we're doing is retelling a story we've retold ourselves. A hundred times about an instance we vaguely even. I remember. wish I could remember, like, but this specific topic, something recently happened like that with me. Like, I was talking to someone about something that I thought had happened, and they're like, "No," and I was like, "No, that happened." What? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is what happened. I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me. And I, oh, I wish I could remember what it was. Okay, but how do you know in that moment? That they are accurate remembering, you don't, just and like you, you never don't. will know. Uh, right, and so. So that's the scary part about actual reality mm. is we are walking around talking to people every day and they're telling us stories about their lives and we're telling us them stories about our lives and 70% of it's not true. <laughs> yeah. And it's cr- about it's everything. So and and then we go home and now we're telling stories to other people about some fake ass shit someone told us. <laughs> That they believe is true. Like, wow, crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but you really. Know, I don't know how many people go, oh, yeah, Aaron had this grandpa that played football in World War II. And that could all be false. <laughs> you over here like, I don't even know that happened. <laughs> That's awesome. I, be- I think I do. But, um, God, where would, I don't remember the point to all of this. Oh, it was something about being old, something about old school. Something uh, we about- were on the topic of everything being, having to be perfect. Yeah, I know. I know. I just don't remember where. Oh, 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 silence. Yes. My, I, I have memories. Okay, so I, when I was like 11 or 12, this is where all this went. <laughs> I meant to say this 10 fucking minutes ago. Um, we went to, uh, me and my little brother, my mom put us in, this is in the, okay. I'm, I'm like 11 and my mm-hmm. little brother's nine. We're, we live okay. in Alaska. My mom puts us on an airplane by ourselves in the 90s and flies us to Washington with the expectation my there's no cell phones there's no email there's no way to check in 
like you have a house phone and an answering machine. And my mom calls my grandparents, go, hey, my, my boys will be there in a day oh. to their house. And then she puts us on an airplane and just we just fly to Washington. <laughs> Hope there's no delays. And, or anything like that. Or our baggage comes. And then we, I, 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 I remember like getting off the plane and having to walk up the ramp. And the stewardess is walking with us and walking out and looking around at a sea of people in an airport and not seeing my grandparents. And my mom's not. And I just remember in my head going Terrifying. like, well, I hope this works out. And then, you know, they came, right? Like yeah. there was no problems. But so we spent time there and then they, it was in the middle of summer and we all drove back up to Alaska through the Alcan. Okay. And that's like a three and a half, four day drive. Oh, wow. And we drove the whole time, me and my brother in the backseat of my grandparents. And I remember sitting there and they didn't say a word to each other. They didn't say it for four days other than we need to turn here. Well, slow down a little bit. You're going too fast. <laughs> Okay, we're 85 miles away from this. Like, other than... Shut up, woman, I'm driving. Like, other than <laughs> other than that stuff about just what was going on, they were fine. They sat in silence and they were happy for it, dude. And I think about that all the time when, like, things need to be going on now. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I am not... Th- I literally spent time with people who watch TV be, like, colored TV come into existence. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom tells stories when she was a kid of them not even having a TV yet and all they had was a radio mm. in the house. Like like that was the and I'm like okay I'm not that far removed from this. Mm. I'm not that far removed, you know. All of my parents and all of their siblings and everything watched us go to the moon on TV. Like like things were so simple then and no one cared if they didn't talk to each other. I need to be okay with like mundanity now. Yeah. And so it's something I hold on to now like like it's okay if something breaks or like mm. I burn my toast or like <laughs> something, you know, life gets a little shitty. Oh, yeah. And like a lot of people struggle with that uncomfortableness of like something being uneasy or uncomfortable people or like quick to anger or being lost, yeah. being lost. Oh. That was Focus. so that was, weird. That was my phone just started ringing when I just that picked it up. That was so weird. What kind of fucking timing was that? Oh, that <laughs> was. <laughs> See, it's things like that which it's like, damn. I wish wow. this was on video because that yeah. was so. Yeah. Weird. In, ca- <laughs> in case you're wondering what we're freaking out about, he like literally slapped his phone to show me something, and and as his hand touched his phone, it started ringing. That was <laughs> weird. Weird. Oh. Okay. Sorry, but <laughs> that was a glitch. The Matrix, dude. <laughs> For real. Um. Oh. It's like. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's yelling at me. Ow! You fucking hit. What the fuck? <laughs> Aggressive. Uh. You know we have we have maps everywhere we go at the click of a button, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you where to go. And if it doesn't work, people are petrified. My grandparents. Drove us 3,000 miles through Canada with paper guiding us there. No, we, I think about it now. We spent days in Canada with no way to talk to anybody. It was us in a truck. We didn't, they didn't have CB radio. They didn't have phones. That's crazy to think about. We spent days with no. I like to do, I like to test myself. Like, even though, like, the first time I go somewhere, 
I'll use my maps because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. But if I ever have to go back there, mm-hmm. I will do my best to try and get as far as I can without using my maps. Yeah. And then I get lost and go, yeah. well, I tried. <laughs> I'll yeah, type dude, it it's, in. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like here, if I ever have to come were, here were again. You, were I you will... born in Portland? No, I was born down in Pasadena. But I've, I've spent like 80, 85% of my life here. Cool. I, I was born down there. I think I moved up here when I was like three. Oh, shit. And then, see, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Four. Two. Oh, even younger, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, before I went to school, because I went to kindergarten up here, uh, and that was in Oregon City, but we moved up around Portland, like I think southeast Portland. Oregon then, most of your life. But yeah, and then it was back and forth, and then we moved to Oregon City uh, for first and second, moved down to Magalia, California, which is around Sacramento, and then to Chico, did fourth and third and fourth there, then moved back up here, and I've been up here ever since. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Man, that's awesome. And then, uh, okay, here, I want to get into that. I want to get into how you act, because you doing stage and shit like that's fascinating. Yeah. Actually, uh, I have a funny recent story about that. Music, but let's listen to a fucking song first. Let's do it. Uh, we'll go Stevie Wonder, yeah, because I haven't opened these ones because I don't plan to, but these are a great artist. Theo Katzman and Corey Wong. Corey both. Wong, I've never heard of Theo Katzman. Theo Katzman is the other guitarist for Wolfpack. And oh. also the drummer sometimes, and oh, also the shit. singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, okay. Phenomenal. I saw, okay, so I saw them both. Like, right before um, COVID hit, um, I went and saw a bunch of shows, but I went and saw Theo Katzman at Wonder Ballroom, who was phenomenal. Have a couple pictures with him. And then Corey Wong at um, the Doug Fur Lounge. I recommend. Their solo stuff is fire. <sighs> we have... A, we have w- what what song do we even i mean what do you even, question is that the right record i want I'm, I'm really hoping it's the right record i mean yeah this is songs in the key of life okay perfect well because sometimes like i said it's just laying it somewhere i have a couple records where i would play them and then i'll put them in the case of the next record i take out and i know i have one i have a stevie wonder record in my um This is, though I think this should be a two disc. Okay, yeah. So oh, I think wait, I no, have. No, no, you're right. Hold on. Yeah, this isn't all the songs, but we have good ones on here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I have the first one then in and my record player right yeah. now. I was just showing someone. I fun fact about this album, I did not know that Gangsters Paradise. Was it a, a re- yeah? It's a, it's a Stevie Wonder song, but like yeah. just yeah, they sampled it. It's not even. It's more than a sample. It's a straight up just they changed a couple words. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it came on like when I first got this, and I was listening to it. And I went, wait, that song ain't that old. <laughs> what the hell? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that blew my mind. I, and I showed someone that recently, which is why it's in my record player right now. But which songs are on that side? We got we got loves in need today in or loves in need of love today. Uh, have a talk with God. Village Ghetto Land, which is great. Contusion and Sir Duke, and I think we should just play Sir Duke. Oh, that song, yeah, everybody knows that song. Because if it's magic, is also great. Yeah, let's do that. Sir Duke kills me. They did a medley uh, at the Corey Wong concert I just went to of Stevie Wonder. And they played a little bit of Sir Duke. I'm going to need to get in here for a drop. Oh, you good? 
I forget. Do I follow you on Instagram? Do we follow each other on Instagram? Do you have an Instagram? I do. I'm uh, not very good at it. <laughs> That's me and Twitter. I don't understand Twitter at all. I tried to do that a few years ago, and I made one and went, huh? And then I... Okay, I think that's close. I'm really hoping. Let's see. Oh, caught the tail end of that song. That was pretty close. That I, I'm yeah. <laughs> You're blind guessing. I'm impressed. Oh, nailed. He's so close. time he goes you can feel it all yeah and he those are all different he slides up to them at a different velocity he hits the different peaks
Oh, yeah. That song hits every time. I never get sick of that song. The reason that sounds so good is because none of the notes he hits are identical to each other. Oh, yeah. Everyone is different. He's playing. He's sliding into notes different. He's never... He spends a lot of time singing a little flat. Not going... Like, like, not that he's flat on, like, bad. I mean, he's he's not holding it on the true tone yeah. of the note. And he's, it's intentional, though. It's in- absolutely intentional. He's he's coming in and sliding down below the note to come back up to the note versus just coming up and staying on mm-hmm. that note. And he's letting the, the peaks of his voice rise to that note, but he's never... It's Freddie Mercury did the same thing. He's never sitting there just... I'm on a perfect E every time. He's I can feel it all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you had taken that and put it in Melodyne or something and bumped up that you you would you would you would watch it come to that note and sit on that note until it needed to drop off. And it would sound so gross. Yeah. Compared to that, it would sound oh, Yeah. Well, I, I mean, even I was watching this YouTube video a while back and it was uh who was ah, I watched quite a few music people on YouTube. And, mm-hmm. and Etta James and like taking their songs and melodyning their vocals to where oh this is where it technically is supposed to be and it yeah. sounds awful right and it's not like oh that just sounds robot it just if it's gonna and it also gives it so much personality well, well, that that emotion in music comes from dissonance emotion in music does not come from perfection mm-hmm. perfection is robotic dissonance is emotive mm-hmm. and so when you sit there and and <laughs> You, you 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 sing ten cents low, five cents low mm-hmm. to something. It 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 separates that vocal from the note that you're singing around. Mm-hmm. Like they don't become one together, and then you just kind of lose the note in the note. You you actually feel the voice apart yeah. from the music behind the voice. Oh, one hundred percent. And and playing in that realm is what makes you go like like you get shivers. Mm-hmm. Why, why it's why people don't like some singers oh yeah it's why people don't like jazz because honestly yes. sometimes jazz hits me and i go wow wait a second like a lot that of them like oh i understand that was spicy <laughs> spicy as well why is it so spicy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like sometimes i'm just like sometimes it's a little too much for me and i go mm, i just didn't like that i get that there is some genius behind it but me personally <laughs> i well, didn't like have, that what, yeah when you have somebody playing in some key and they use like they 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 root the the complementary chord in the like sixth root, like like they the the the, the, <laughs> the farthest note yeah. from what it should be. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll say, "I'm gonna put that right in the middle of this fucking resolve." <laughs> Hope you like just, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I and like I don't dissonance, but yeah. But I'm sorry, like like you were saying though. Yeah, that is it. Was it's what makes you feel because when you hear that kind of note, that's mm-hmm. what like like you said, it makes you kind of like. You're drawn Somet- to it. Yeah, drawn or cringe in like the best way. Like there's there's a song called um Sunday. I don't know. I don't remember who it's by. It's like not a big band. A lot of bands I listen to are not big bands. Same. But it's, and it's weird. It's a lot of East Coast mm-hmm. stuff. Like my taste in music is very East Coast, big band, retro soul, pop. Love it. Like there's a band called Lawrence. <gasps> okay. Oh, right. Fire. Show but me. um oh gladly. But but anyways, it's a song called Sunday, and like I listened to it quite a few times, but then there's twice. Like it's it's repetitive, so I know it's intentional. But in the mix, it's like right before the chorus, it's there is just a note in there that just doesn't fit. And even though it doesn't sound good, it catches my ear, and that's what intrigued me about the song. Yeah, 
like I like the song was good anyways like before I noticed that but then like I heard it I was listening to it in my car and I went what's well, not well right is not the right word cause, that's unusual yeah that's unusual yes and so I'm like is that just me so I showed a couple of my buddies who do music stuff and like who are way more knowledgeable about me and I go that's not like the typical thing and they go oh absolutely not and I'm like huh and I don't know why it's just it's literally two notes in two parts of the song where I'm like it's that, a that's made, a that's a heavy thumbprint in a plate, dude. Mm-hmm. And it it made me like the song more. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 the imperfection in the perfection. Everything else is is ergonomic in the way you would feel, and then our brains are pattern seeking. So you so that stood out literally like a sore thumb. One hundred percent. And you go, oh, that made my brain do something. Like my, your brain is telling itself, oh, that made me do something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I like that something because it is a break from irregularity. Yeah. It is it is the shake in the leaves above all the other leaves. Like it's it goes back to that primal reptilian thing of like noticing our surroundings, you know, or or, or wanting to hear that different thing, which is one thing that comes from everything being like striving for such perfection. Now, yeah, is things that are different do stand out more, mm-hmm. and so it's it's like a it's like a weird. It's like a weird battle between everybody wants perfection, but you also want to be different, so you do stand out. And it's it, it's honestly hard because like you yeah. have to do a little of both. But I don't know, like it's oh, it's well, it fascinates me. Well, you, you don't have to do a little of both. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, a lot of people find me incredibly frustrating and pedantic because I am. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people find me this way because they are right. <laughs> but but I I've I've been utterly fascinated. It kind of goes back to like the the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and hitting on that earlier. Like I'm incredibly fascinated by the words that people use to describe their thoughts mm-hmm. because the way that you you speak outwardly about the thing you think is the words you tell to yourself when you're not speaking. And so and so when people say things like talking about this something they like and I have to do using a, a you have to yeah have to tells your brain it's not a choice. Or there is no third option. It, yeah. either, it either sets it up where you have no choice or it's only a dichotomy. It doesn't allow for gray in that language. And, you know, you caught yourself just saying it a, a, a second ago um, about uh, the wrong note. No, yeah. unusual note. Yeah. Unusual means that it's a, it's allowed to be there. Oh, yeah. It's just not normal. Yeah. But normal doesn't even, isn't right. It's just. Yeah. The, what you would expect. Right. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, and just because something isn't what you would expect yeah. doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's something that I, I, I catch myself often doing that because, like, I just happened a couple days ago talking well, about the Silk Sonic album. I was like, there's no way you're not going to like it. You have to like it. Like, if I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to, but like, no way you could I, not like it. I, I would be surprised. <laughs> yes. Yes. It has, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I try to do that, like, think about what, when I'm thinking about something, what am I, like, what, how am I speaking to myself about it? And, mm-hmm. and what am I, what ru- subliminal rules am I setting, a box am I building around myself in expectation or for this, this thing I'm about to do? Mm-hmm. Like, podcasting is a great example. Like, if I worry at all about what I'm going to say to you, then I am already setting a limit of something I have to say to you. And That's that may true. limit creativity later. If you think about trying to write a song for a single, then you are by definition limiting yourself from something spicy 
That's true. That you would go, that wouldn't work for a single. Yeah. Even if you don't verbalize it, <clears throat> you've already said something it has to be. That that by definition puts out something it can't be. Mm-hmm. And 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 doing that to music, doing that to art or painting or or whatever spoken word is limiting and oh, and such a limitation and humans by themselves want to set limits there will we are as much as we're pattern seeking animals we're boundary seeking animals mm-hmm. we build walls around things we like windows and doors on cars not just for safety because it keeps all those other yeah. assholes out yeah. right that's why we can yell at people <laughs> things you would never say to someone's face inside of a car because you're in your fucking Accurate. protective bumble right yeah um it's yeah, and we're doing that to ourselves in our heads. The like our brain is the walls of a car. Mm-hmm. And our brain is saying yeah, shit when, inside oh, yeah. riding around in this fucking car and of it mine. Goes, no, uh, no. Yeah. You can't do this. Do this. I do something in the lines of this. Right. Or like I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that when it comes to songwriting because I I don't know why. My brain just goes everywhere, so I I will often tell people like, "What should I write about?" And then I will write something about that because it, like oftentimes it's hard for me to just choose something to write about. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm also my biggest critic. I'll start writing like half a song and I'll go, eh, it's cheesy and I just won't touch it again. <laughs> well, I'm going to go even a, a, a step inception deeper is why do you even say you're writing a song when you start? Why do you even call it the word song when you start? If you set it up as a song, not just a piece of music then you're already going to not like something about it because it's not in the definition of what you tell yourself a fucking song is. That's true. So if you say, I'm just going to write. This man's wise. (laughs) I'm just going to write something. Like, if you you say, I'm going to write a book, and then you start writing a recipe, or or your list of groceries you need from the store, you're going to hate it because it's not a fucking book. Mm, Oh, okay. But if you say, I'm just going to start writing some shit and all of a sudden cucumber and cabbage and uh, <laughs> cans of small diced olives and uh, uh, firework popsicles and uh, Henry Weinhardt's root beer. Yeah, it's still good. That's just not, that's it, not when that starts put, popping up on your list, you're like, well, I guess this is turning into a grocery list. Because <laughs> I need this. You can't, yeah. You're not going to throw it away and say you don't need your root beer because it's not yeah. a book. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That is a way to look at things that I've never thought about. I like that. I'm gonna have to to keep you updated with that next time I write something. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna try and like, yeah, just go into it as writing something, not a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the funnest things you can do that that I love to do is tell myself I'm gonna start with a chord that I'm not used to, pl- or start in a key mm-hmm. I'm not used to playing with. You know. C sharp minor. Let's start C sharp minor. <laughs> That's weird. That's a little spicy. That's and let me start there, but I have to end up in a different key. And I don't know what Ooh. key I'm going to go to. And so you're, you're, you're setting a starting foundation for yourself. You're leaving it completely open-ended on where you can get up. And that also lets you completely choose the sound you want and what's going to complement that key. Mm-hmm. So you have you have a multi you have a bunch of chords that you can move around into and then modulate that half step and now okay this is now a weird minor that sounds really dissonant from this but what key is this okay now let me find the and you can just play around in an open ended question 
And by and, setting up yourself something yeah. you're uncomfortable to start with. And that sounds fun because like yeah, you'll maybe you'll end up with something where you're just like, oh, that was so sick. Yeah. And like maybe you'll build off of that then. But yeah, like, like, keeping your you, mind open to just anything because is it, nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It it it. We love man. We restrict ourselves a lot, and and it comes to back to being your own worst critic. Yeah. It is so easy to break because I'm the same way. I. I tend to not like myself a lot when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm in the process of creating something. But when I finally let myself say I'm done with it, I go, oh, oh, I kind of like it. Those mailboxes, <laughs> I painted those mailboxes. Those Ooh. are just those are just props. Ooh, I like that. Pick it up, check it out, look it up. It'll blow your mind. Those are those are props for my music video. And so the mountains are 3D. On the on the the, the panel hey, and talented. This is nice. Those and, mountains look so good. And if you rotate it around, the light comes from the moon, and so the shadows on the mountain are different on per side. Yo, that's ten out of ten, my dude. That's but I hated it when I started. Really? And I and I and I, and I wanted to just wipe it all off and and, and start it because it didn't look like that when I started. Oh, it was yeah. I I put I put <laughs> I put all those the the lines of the actual black of the mailbox. I taped all that off and I just painted a base coat and then pulled all the thing off and it started like this weird Eddie Van Halen looking mailbox. Um and I was like, you know, it just had, and I was like, this does not look like something that would turn into like an abstract painting. Um, and it, you know, that's the end product. And if somebody went, dude, that's fucking sick. Every step I made on that, I hated until it was done. And the clouds on this one are super nice. Thank you. You're talented, dude. I can't paint worth this shit. Bob Ross, man. <laughs> Bob Ross is a jam. I've never sat down, and I've I've always thought about doing it, but I've never sat down and tried to follow him before. Dude, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it is like literally one of the most wholesome, relaxing, challenging, stimulating things. It it lets you painting and following that dude <laughs> is like. Is like being in a Ford Taurus <laughs> and expecting to follow a NASCAR driver on a NASCAR track and he's in a NASCAR car, but he's driving super slow to let you keep up, but just fast enough that you can't. That you're not gonna like he's up. super polite. Say, he's not lapping. I, 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 <laughs> I drove I Taurus I here today. I, like, I said it because of your car. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are surprisingly peppy though, because like that's my... <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie though. Well, because no, my, bro, no. I, I'm not gonna let you finish that sentence. A Ford Taurus is not peppy. It has a kick to it. Yo, it has a little V6 in there. And okay, I'm not saying it's fast, but I was surprised. Well, because my my main car is a is a 06 Ford G, uh Ford. I have fucking wish with the Ford GT Mustang GT. Yeah. And so I mean, it's a fast car, but like. I'm not saying it's fast. I said it's peppy. <laughs> Specifically chose peppy because it gets up there more than you would think of a little sedan. But anyways, I understand. 
<laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> I, I, I'm a mechanic. I'm a car guy. Oh, like, really? I, I, that's what I do for a living. I build, I build cars. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <gasps> that's yeah. sick. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I lift trucks. So I, I, oh. I, I, I'm, I'm in the aftermarket four-wheel drive world. So well, Especially I don't take... laugh at me because you know what you're talking about. You make me feel bad. <laughs> it's just, it, I, that's, that's, that's what I've done my entire life. My actual profession. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've been working that's cars. That's so cool. Yeah, forever. I, I wish I was more inclined with cars. Like I, I know more than the basics. Like I've installed a few things on like my cars, but they're nothing excessive. Like mm-hmm. I know how to redo the exhaust on it, and like the simple, like more of the bolt stuff. I can yeah. fuck with that. Cool. And I do it myself generally, but when it comes to fixing things, nah. Unless I have to replace the whole thing, I don't know. <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a tactile, a tactile nerd, man. I'm with my hands. I That's do. I sick. build models. I build all that type of shit. There's. I, I hand built that, painted it, all that, everything up there, all those models up on top. Like, you, you, you can see, uh, well, basically everything in here I fucking create. Um, ooh. Oh, that's sick. And that's out of metal, and I, it's, I hand folded that whole entire car. It came, that, that, those came as flat sheets. The, those, are, those are sweet. They're called metal magic puzzles. And you can buy, they, they hang on the shelves and like, there's other ones. There, that base right there, it's kind of a Ricky looking, Rickenbacker looking base. That's a metal one. I, there's a, yeah, that's, that, that's a metal folded base. Um, there's an airplane up on the top shelf. That airplane, that's all metal. Uh, there's a, um, Fucking whatever pirate ship from Pirates of the Caribbean, the the dead. Oh, really? That man's chest. Dead, yeah. The, what's I don't remember the name of that. The Black Pearl, right? The Black right Pearl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, man. That's super sick. Though. I, I always been a tinker, taking apart shit, putting shit back together. Cool. <coughs> oh shit, he's dying. Uh, <laughs> almost. <laughs> um. Okay. Shit, man. I'm good at talking. Um. Okay. No, I I love to talk to you, so. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, how? One. Yes. What got you into wanting to do stage? Acting. Yeah. Um. Uh. My freshman year of high school, I needed one more elective. And my mom said, "Uh, do drama. You're a drama queen." And I went, "Whatever, mom." Okay. And then I did it, and I fell in love immediately. Like I. I've never thought of myself as like an attention seeker, which I still don't think of. I, I'm not an attention seeker, but I do love attention. Like if I'm in a room, I do not want to be the center of attention. But like I also love to perform. I love that attention. Yeah. It's like a weird in between. Mm-hmm. It's like the same with like me going out with friends. I am very outgoing. I love to talk to people, yeah, yeah. but I don't make plans. I would rather stay home. But if someone goes, hey, you want to go grab drinks? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, dope. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not because I don't like you or I don't want to. It's just because, like, yo. That's me. (laughs) My couch is comfortable. Dude, so (laughs) much. I I would rather be sitting here fucking playing bass, recording something, doing something (laughs) like that. But, like, if you want to, yeah, I'll I'll go Yeah, you invite me out? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, if I'm not doing anything, down. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, but anyways, yeah, I just fell in love with... uh, just like the theater class that we had at our high school. Man, yeah. I keep wanting to, I keep, I'm sorry for this. No. But don't. I, I, I'm stuck on, <laughs> you're not an attention seeker, but you love attention. Yeah. So I, 
I I think I'm the same way, but I actually am an attention seeker. Okay. Because I love attention. And so I'm wondering, do you do you tell yourself you're not seeking it because maybe you no. Okay, like let me let me say if you love attention and you know that part of being in a band is going and playing on stage mm-hmm. and you know you're going to get attention for that. Yeah. Don't you then love going to play the show because it like a, a result so, okay, a so, result yeah. is something so, okay. you love? That that's a good point cuz technically yeah, so technically I would be an attention seeker cuz I'm performing for the attention, but I'm also performing for the love of it cuz I cuz I love doing it, but yeah. we're when I said attention seeker, I mean like that person that just needs to be the center of attention. Okay. That's what I meant by that. Are like, you, cause I'm, I'm a loud guy. And when <laughs> I go outside, when I'm, when I'm in a, in, out in a public place and I'm having fun with friends, yeah. I'm, I'm loud. I, I really be, I viscerally feel, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I, I'm, I'm a huge emotion guy. I feel, I, okay. I really feel, okay. A lot, like my, I feel myself a lot. Okay. So if I'm happy, I'm, I'm, extra happy, fucking okay. happy if i'm angry i'm fucking angry but um <laughs> it's also because i'm irish um, but uh i i end up becoming the center of attention quite often because i'm i'm loud and maybe i take over conversations a little bit because i i want to say because i'm excited about saying something and we're talking about something yeah. i like or i end up talking a lot i end up finding myself I see. Sometimes I will find my like. I'm a people watcher. If I go to parties, like I don't, I don't like. The, I don't go to parties. But if I ever do go to a party, I'm the guy who drinks and watches people make fools of themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not the loud guy. But like, let's say we are talking about something about music, I get excited. excited. But like, yeah, I don't think it's. I'm, I'm not like oh, just, but music. Oh yeah, I play music. Look at me now. Oh, it's okay. more like I just okay. love talking about that. So I will. Okay, that's a, that's a so, distinction. I was yeah. So for. I will make. I will become the center of attention because I. I'm excited. That's probably the energy. And I've been told I hold myself very confidently. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of attracts people's attention. Well, thank you. I feel like we're both like I, sitting up yeah, we're, we're both chairs like, as we're yeah, talking. I'm more confident. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look how tall I can just, stand with my confidence. <laughs> That's not fair. You're significantly taller than I am. <laughs> uh, but... But yeah, so like I feel like I will end up being the center of attention sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's not something I like every room I yeah, want to yeah, be in. Yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> it sounds bad. I don't want to be cuz I, I don't trust people <laughs> cuz I feel like if you're the center of attention, you're the first target in any kind of like situation. Mm. And I <laughs> you don't trust I have a, I don't trust people. <laughs> I love people, I'm very nice to people, and I give people the benefit of the doubt <laughs> until they fuck up, but I also don't trust people. Okay. Okay. No, no. If no, you have a question, no, hit no, me no, with no, it. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm figuring you out. I'm getting you. I'm getting you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah I that's know. good. That's yeah, good. I I'm, like that. I'm a very peculiar person. <laughs> I'm very peculiar, like, because like you talk to me, and I'm very, I'm, I'm a very loving person, mm-hmm. and like when it comes to like my love languages, is very much touch, affection. Yeah, yeah. I'm affectionate with everybody. Me too. But also, I'm like, like, don't approach me from like behind. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> like, even. Like I, uh, it's surprise hugs. It's weird. Oh, yeah. I have a fight response to being scared, and I feel bad because like I've almost socked so many people, and I would have felt so. I almost punched my ex in the face once because she scared me. And, like I, it, yeah, half swing, and I was like, Ooh. "Are you all? all let me make a, bra, a bold guess. You're also adverse to tickling. I'm not ticklish. Okay. I'm. Oh, oh trust me. <laughs> that doesn't mean try. you can try things are gonna this podcast is gonna get real weird but 
<laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't I'm, know why my brain's like, I could take that. <laughs> I could fucking no, make him I, laugh with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's like, it's like, like, if I, the bottom of my feet occasionally, like, if it's like one of like, the, like, 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 light touching. Can I'm you like, scratch your own feet? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, you're not ticklish. Cause I, I've, like, I'll get a itch on the bottom of my foot and instantly, like, oh, like my, my leg will pull away because it tickles, but I have to, like, hold my other foot. Yeah, no. Like, under the arms. Like, like trust nothing, me. Like, like nothing. me, me and right. my last girlfriend were together yeah, for, like, yeah. three years, and she would always try because she was very ticklish, and I'd fuck with her all the time. Uh-huh. But she would hate me because I'm just like, yeah. Try. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. As a why? Man. I, I don't know. I feel like this occasionally will get me get you right there it'll occasionally get me sometimes I'm did you like, have the good reflexes like did the doctor hits yeah. you in the knee and that all works fine sometimes sometimes <laughs> i'm not a doctor i don't even know why i'm no. asking <laughs> <laughs> i'm just asking you like how your metal your body why are you ticklish <laughs> 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 this <is> psychological <laughs> yeah my oh. brain just doesn't like being touched so, oh, I just so like, you were a freshman yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was that going to drama? Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> and I fell in love with it. Uh, I didn't do my first stage production till my the last trimester of my sophomore year because I had, I played football growing up, and so the times just I couldn't do mm. practices plus rehearsals four times a week. And so after my senior year, because football ends about halfway through yeah. your school year, and so basically I quit football. And just started doing theater because they're like, well, it's because they that. So the last trimester, they're like, oh, we're doing uh, Treasure Island. And it was the first part I ever had in a thing. I played just like a little secondary pirate. And it was fun. It was, it was great. I played a little pirate. It was great. It was so good. Uh, secondary pirate is a great like album secondary, title, band name. Secondary pirate. <laughs> What's we're, up, guys? We're secondary pirate. <laughs> secondary pirate. It was the first. You got to find him. I don't know. Uh, but He's out there. He's out there somewhere. But yeah, so I did that, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun." I met, <laughs> I met some great people, and like, theater kids get such a rap. But the thing is, it's all so accurate. That's the name of this fucking. I'm writing it down. That's the name of this secondary this, pirate. This, this this episode's yes. gonna be secondary pirate. Yes, but um, yeah. So I did that play, and I loved it. Like, even though like I had like five lines. It was still so fun. The people were so yeah. fun. I loved the people. like, And that's who I ended up hanging out with for the rest of high school. Like, I didn't really party much, but whenever we had little kickbacks or anything, ew, I strictly, I did not hang out with the football people. Like, whenever they invited me, I'm like, I don't like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just, that was like, that was my clique. Even though I, I, I was a guy who liked to hang out with a little bit of everybody. How, how big was the high school you went to? Oh, huge. I think it's a 6A. Uh, my graduating class had 700 kids, and the school had, I think, close to 3,500. Yeah. Oregon City High School. It's a big place. Or 3,200, I think. When I went to my senior year of high school, my high school had 600 people. Oh, yeah. No, more than that was in my graduating class. Yeah, yeah that's it fucking... was. So, you literally spent... You, you There was people in your class you didn't know. Yeah. That's... Like, I could sit there... My, I knew every kid in my high school. Oh. Like, at least by face, walking through the hall. Like, you knew everyone. Oh, no. Everybody knew Freshman's- me because I was one of seven black people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who are all you motherfuckers? Yeah. They're like, I know you. I know you. 35, you got an afro. 3,500 people. <laughs> yeah, so like. God damn. And, and that's, that's a weird, even to this day. I live in, like, Oregon City. And so, I am, like, it's kind of becoming a little more diverse. I got a black neighbor recently. I got hyped. Cause like there are 
probably less than 50 of us in Oregon City. And Oregon City is a pretty big city. Wow. And so a lot of people know me. Plus, I do a lot yeah. when it comes to like music. Yeah. Or like I worked at Dutch Bros. I worked there for six years. So like in this weird, I don't know who listens to this or where you're from, but in the Northwest, there's a company called Dutch. Actually, no, they're moving fast. I think they're opening one in Florida soon, which is Dutch crazy. Dutch Bros is going everywhere, man. But I worked there for six years. I worked there since I was 19. And when you work at a Dutch Bros, it's borderline celebrity status in that city. It's it's weird. People think you're. It's like you go to you go to the mall later. They're like, "Hey, Dutch Bros got what?" Not even fucking with you. I'd be at Fred Meyer's. People go, and I hear, "That's Dutch Bros guy." I've heard that countless times. Or or people just like and like regulars. But the thing is, like with that, is you do build connections. That's big tangent. It it was a really fun job. That I've moved on just because things change. Life change. But yeah, it was a great job. I have changed people's lives just making coffee and make like meeting these people and talking about the stories I've heard. You're a fucking hero. Dude, six six AM I'm sitting there and a lady comes through crying and I'm like, Oh, what's up? And she's like, My sister just got murdered. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm like, what? And she was a sweetheart and like we've we've been friends ever since. And it's like I just sat there and I chatted with her in the line, walking up with her and like, and stuff like that. It's like, people are weirdly open with you, which I don't mind. I, that's always been a thing. People are weirdly open with you. (laughs) Yeah, though. You're authentic. I said, maybe that's, you're, you're, you're a motherfucker one can trust, man. (laughs) That, that, and I love, thank you. And I love to hear that because I like to ask people because, yeah, people open up to me about the craziest stuff. Let me tell you something. Within, Hours of knowing me. No one talks to me about anything unless they're <laughs> white, over 50, and have an American flag hang off the back of their truck. Those are the only motherfuckers that want to tell me. Here are some views of mine. I don't care, sir. It's like, listen, yes, I have blue eyes and I'm bald. I am not part of your fucking group. <laughs> I'm not one of you. Please don't look at me. <laughs> but but anyway, sorry. Uh back to how i started stage stuff (laughs) so that's how i started stage i was in this play i met some great people i loved doing it and then the next things i turned i ended up being in seven different productions in the high school because i did every production from that point on i quit football just so i could have time to do that that's awesome i mean i liked football and i was good at it but like like it wasn't my thing my my younger brother was head trauma or not head trauma. <laughs> I was just talking to someone about how fortunate I am. The worst thing that happened to me is I that tendon that connects your lip to your like, like if you oh, like, you feel that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I busted that once that that was the worst thing that happened to me. I didn't break so a bone. Over there, fucking fish hook no, you. No, I, I, I tackled this dude and hit like my chin hit his helmet. He was a shorter dude, fast little dude, and it just like busted. But like I was a tight end defensive in what you play? Oh fuck yeah. Uh, a tight end defensive tackle. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I played D end and tight end. Hell yeah. Dude. I was number eighty four. Dif- oh, I was a uh, fifty four. Oh yeah, because you had a D line number. Mm. I had I had a tight end number. Hell yeah. Dude, that's so sick. I, I wanted to be offense first, but I was a big dude. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I didn't I, like I, offense. Oh, see. I love tackling. Like I that that was my thing. I wanted people to notice me. I did oh, okay. all of it. I, I, I had never played football before my freshman year. I'd never, the only sport I did 
actually active was wrestling before that. Okay. Um, I was a wrestler first and then uh, got into high school and I was like, okay, do I wrestle again this year? And that's, or do I play basketball? Not a lot of people go to wrestling meets on Saturdays. Everybody goes to basketball mm, games. Yeah. Do I, you know, and, and also I, I'm tall mm-hmm. and there's like a stereotype, I guess, oh, yeah. about tall guys in basketball. You're above six foot. You got to play ball. Uh, that's, that's what <laughs> I thought. You know, I'm six eight. So by the time I was a senior, I was the tall, I was the tallest guy in every school in my district. And I was like the fourth or fifth tallest guy in the state of Alaska when I'm my senior year of basketball. Wow. Yeah, you got to play basketball. There, there, was like, there was like two guys who were like, there was a, there was a couple guys that were like 6'10". There yeah. was one guy over that was maybe seven foot. Um, but yeah, I was, I was one of the tallest basketball Wait, players. Wait, so did you end state. up playing basketball? Oh, like in high school? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I was, you did. Yeah, okay. I was one of the tallest basketball players oh, my senior okay. year. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about like the football. I thought you were saying no, you no, no. Football. So I, so I, so you know, football ended right when basketball season started, and then you were able. To, and <gasps> gotcha. then I played soccer in the spring too. Okay, so I was. I played three sports. Oh, yeah, I, I but, played. I played indoor soccer for three years. Oh, nice. I never played outdoor soccer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't act. I was on the teams. <laughs> that was me in soccer. Yeah, like basketball. I was. I was not bad, but I also wasn't good. So I was like right in the, I was like a, a little bit above good because I had good ball handling and my shots looked perfect, never went in, but they looked, my form, immaculate. <laughs> if you just got shots of me midair, oh, I looked like Kobe. It never went in though, ever. <laughs> wasn't ever, Kobe. Ever, ever. <laughs> but yeah, football was the, was my sport. Yeah. But even then, I just wasn't, I was, Seven years of it, same thing every year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then cool. I started doing that. And then after I graduated, I you became a thespian. A thespian. And then, so after I graduated, <laughs> my initial plan was, I'd love to go to UCLA. And then I looked up how much it cost and went, I'm not going to UCLA. And then I went, I'm not going to college for acting. Why the fuck would I do that? And I did, cause you don't need to. Like, it's like, yeah, maybe that might open some opportunities. But if you're good at your, I mean, that sounds so fucking arrogant but but if you're good at what at, at like that's one of the things where if you're good you'll get work mm-hmm. and this and so like i didn't do an excessive amount i did uh a handful of stage productions after i graduated and then i did a handful of films um and like small like little yeah. like short films um and then except for this one film um i played like one of the main characters best like good friends and sadly i was in a band then so like i didn't i was in a lot of scenes i was supposed to be so i was in less but that kind of kind of blew up it's called um more than only it's like an lgbtq film but it's okay. really it, it's a great film it's a full length and it was more than only go check more it out than only yeah it's, it's, on, YouTube uh, it's on amazon oh there you yeah All and right, so well, <laughs> well this interview just got far Get to, <laughs> well okay <laughs> well <laughs> Okay, I don't want to hype it up. I have a small role in it. It was supposed to be a little bit bigger, but it was still it's like a it's like a tertiary role. And so, but basically, we did that, and that was like five years ago. Yeah, about five years ago. And re- like this year, I kind of forgot about it. It came out. 
it was great. They did a really good job. My one of my good friends' moms, who I knew from doing some um, helping with the Oregon City Children's Theater, which is a great company. They basically it's just a children's theater. You yeah. do theater for children with children, and she basically wrote out wrote this out, and she like funded like a, almost a whole thing, if not the whole thing. She made it, and it was like a a set. It was weird. It was like the first like full length film set I had been on, and uh, that kind of blew. It has like I think well over like a million views on like platforms and stuff, and it got accepted to Amazon, and then it kind of, it got kind of like a cult following, where they're like, hey, like we want more, like we want more of these characters, and so she's making a uh, a YouTube series which she just asked like, hey, would you like to reprise your role? And I'm like, yeah, wait, really? <laughs> I look so different, <laughs> but yeah, but I, but, grew up. but basically, yeah, it was just later on in the future and it's cause the story is about, uh, it's like a forbidden love, kind of a gay couple mm-hmm. and then moving on, they have a daughter, they adopt a daughter and stuff and it's so f- heartwarming. It's such a cute series, but yeah, that was a, the last acting that. thing I did was earlier this year. I just came back from the one episode that I'm in so far and she's a sweetheart. I don't know what's going on with it, but she, she asked me to make me- music for it. She heard some of my solo stuff. She's like, would you want to make music for that? And I was like, are you going to pay me? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm glad I got you in here yeah. fucking before you blow up. <laughs> that would be nice. But even then, I, <laughs> Come we'll, we'll see. You're famous. We'll see. Oh, hands down. I was, I feel like I keep saying, oh, I was just doing this. I was just doing this. We keep hitting a lot of topics that are just fresh yeah, on my mind. That's good. Me. Me, my brother, and my mom were watching Ray, the movie about Ray Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two days ago, because we were over there for Jamie. Oh, I one of my idols. The best man. Oh, Jamie Fox, Donald Glover. Yeah, two of my idols because they do everything I want to do exceptionally. Donald Glover is has to be my favorite role in Community. Like he oh, is. Yeah, he. It's not even a question. Him and God, what's the. Uh, Abed. Abed. Th- yeah. Those dude, those two together. Their chemistry is so good. Oh, and Abed in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, oh uh, my god, such tangents. I did the film after high school. I did some stage after high school and then we started the were music. You, were you listening so obviously you've been a fan of music the whole time, right? Like I've always loved music, yeah, and I've always been a little bit of a singer. Like it was one of those where like kind of comes from stage too a little bit. No, I no. sing. I oh. I sing before that. Oh really? Um, Were you yeah. Choir and shit. No, it's oh. it's just it's something I when I say I sing. I just. Do you have fun. a musical household? No, I don't know where any of my talent came from. Really? No idea. I don't know. Love your family. But, Mom oh, can't sing more shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> No, I, I recently found out. I saw your face. My <laughs> All right, what's up? Yeah, with the audience didn't. <laughs> uh, I recently found out my, like in the past like, couple years, my brother has some musical talent. Oh. My, my younger brother, he plays a little bit of uh, keys and he has a great voice and he has a unique ear for music because I've heard mm-hmm. a couple of the things that he's written and it's, he goes places where like, he doesn't know music. He's not a theorist. He knows shit about that. Right. I go, he Ooh, what, what keys that in? He goes, what? Yeah, like he knows nothing, but he just has an ear for it. And so, like, I heard, like, I don't know if it was the first one, but it's the first thing I ever heard mm-hmm. from him. And the places he went with it melodically was weird, but good, cool. but great. And so, I'm we've 
we've chatted about some doing stuff because we i would love to do something with him i personally with my solo stuff i want somebody featured on everyone like this one i'm releasing in like the spring that is just me lead vocals but i have my audio engineer sister's doing backing vocals and she cool. killed it she fucking like made the song yeah. with her backing vocals but i want somebody featured on everyone because not everybody gets a chance to do music mm-hmm. and i know the first time i went into a studio i felt so important fucking cool yeah, yeah. and so like the last song i released called stuck it's uh one of my co-workers at the time at dutch uh we were closing together and she i heard her sing and i was like you're really nice voice do you want to be on one of my songs She's like, what? And I was like, yeah, like I would like, like I'm, I'm nobody. Like I, I want to state that I have, I just hit like over a thousand views on one of my songs. But like, I do like what I do. The stuff I released is nice. I'm just terrible at promoting myself. Me too. It's hard. It's so it's, hard. It's tough, man. Uh, but anyways, I was like, yeah, like I would love for you to do to be on this. And then I made a part for her, and I was like, do this, and she was just ecstatic, and. It went really well. And she has such a unique voice. She has like a very old timey voice. Like her yeah. voice belongs like in the sixties, like the fifties. And it fit the vibe of the song that I was making so well. So it was like, like the perfect song that I had in mind, or not even had in mind, that I had. It was the only song I had for recording at the time. And just how she fit into that was nice. Got you. We have to cut to commercial real fast. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be right back. Hey. Welcome back to Falco's 90-Minute Meditation Hour. I'm your astrally projected inner truth self and part-time competitive eater, Falco. All right, my astral friends, start by closing your eyes. Sit on your root chakras and let's meditate. Today, as we sit in silence, we're going to focus on gravity. All right, let's focus on all of our joints being pulled toward the earth. (laughs) Can't you feel it? Remember friends, the moon affects the water. (laughs) It's gravity, makeups our tides. So during a full moon, you want to drink more water. So the moon's gravity will help you pee out all of your negative energy. Yeah, as we hold this breath, It leads me to think about the time my Aunt Vivian didn't drink enough water to rid her negative energy that she developed a walking case of tidally unexpected rectal disturbance. (laughs) She's never been the same since. After the bathroom remodel, she made sure, as I ask you all to do now, to follow these three simple steps. Number one, always meditate before a big decision. Number two, Drink three liters of water every 17 hours of a full moon. Oh, oh. whoa, (laughs) I guess we did it again, friends. I taught you something new. Have a good day. Hare Krishna. So when you were uh, a kid and like even go freshman year, Obviously, you liked music. Listen, what was your shit back? Like when you when you were young, when you were kind of forming your ah. musical taste, what was your shit you listened to? What made you go, "Ooh, I like to sing now. I want to do that." What kind of was the impetus for that? My musical taste is so eclectic. Yeah. So I grew up on a lot of 
Disturbed, System of a Down, Puddle of Mud, uh, Audio Slave. Oh, oh, okay. So that that's where was it? Friends showing you that was it your no, parents? my mom. Oh, so your mom's a rocker. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. she, I'm mad because she never took me to one. But also, <gasps> I was young. But she took my older brother to like um big little stink like those shows oh, shit. Okay. which i really wish i could go to now but they aren't even a thing anymore yeah or uh like warp tour and stuff and i was so mad because my like one of my favorite bands if not my favorite rock band is event sevenfold since fifth grade i is that judge oh no that's good okay good i got, I got the fist of approval uh i love event sevenfold uh, since i found them well not knowingly i found them on guitar hero 2 beast and the harlot yeah. but i didn't know who they were but um on demand uh afterlife i came across it because i used to watch those videos a lot but i came across that song and that was like my hype song before like football games and whatnot insane dude i i discovered avenge when waking the fallen came out it was before oh it it was before beast in the heart was the second album uh or third album i guess technically because they had um they had one before waking the fallen but yeah waking the fallen was my shit that album was for me before football games. Oh all hell that yeah, shit. dude! Like, they they were heavy back so then, dude. So yeah, they were a lot heavier. Like uh, Unholy Confessions is such a like well, so different than uh, like. See, Un- Unholy Confessions. That one was like one of those fucking songs that like is what drew me to them. But um, this there's there's um there's Desecrate Through Reverence. Have you ever heard that song from Avenged Sevenfold? I know I've heard it because I've listened to literally all of their songs, but it's the probably it's not one that I listen to. Okay, and then I will see you tonight. The that piano one, ballad yes. at the oh, end, I, and then their pa- piano ballads, <gasps> and then part two of I will see you tonight, so where it gets fucking and they, they, they that like that like sixteen minutes of songs between those two oh, is just their songs are so long. It, it's fucking amazing, dude. Oh, yeah. And like like the those two songs from that from that album to me was like. For many albums to come was like for me the epitome of it, their writing. Ooh. Like those two songs together, part one and two, off "Waking the Fallen." It's I, uh, and I will see you. To, wait, and God, I can't. My mind is. Uh, that, that's what I'm, I'm looking at right now. There's a specific song. I, I think it might be called "Save Me." Oh, "Save Me" is great. "Save Me" is great. That's off a couple of later albums. Like yeah. that's off Afterlife, so, or it's off. I, uh, it's off of Nightmare. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, oh, it might wait. be off Nightmare. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. I'm so mad because I'm still waiting for my new debit card in the mail. So my <laughs> Spotify is not premium as of yesterday, mm. and I'm going to cry. But. That's okay. Oh, no. What is it called? Um. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But in, but anyways, it's a it it hits me in a weird way because the city of evil. I think it's off city of evil. Okay, okay. So save no, me. It's yeah, it's the it's their eleven minute song off of the nightmare album. Off nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's so. Oh no, that that song is just really really good. Dude, it is. Yeah, I I mean, dude, they 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 put out a lot of a lot of really good shit. Uh, welcome to the family. Oh, Nightmare. Welcome that, to the family. A lot of those were like really good rockers. The stage that out, al- I love oh, the stage, that album, yeah. dude. That like that like gave me all the faith back in them again for a little bit. I've seen them <laughs> live; they're fucking great. Like, 
the point I was getting at, I've, yeah. I've never seen them live, and I want to so bad. But the thing is, the last time they came to Portland, not, not the last time, but when I was in eighth grade, they came to Portland, and I was like, Mom, you have to let, like, you got to let me go. You, you got to, like, take me, please. <laughs> and she's, no, 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 no. What year was that? That would have been. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was it was the year before the Rev died, because they came to Portland and I missed the show, and then the Rev died. Dad, that would have been like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I graduated in twenty fourteen. Twenty ten would have been freshman year. Two thousand nine, eighth grade. Two thousand eight, seventh grade. Maybe it was seventh grade then. Yeah, because but that would have been like oh yeah, and I. Love my mom. She knows this day. I never forgive her for that. <laughs> Cause I'm so mad. Cause I oh yeah. it would have been so good. Seeing Avenger the Rev would have been great. I never saw him either. With him. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I I wish. I freaking wish. But but anyways. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, so that that's the kind of music I I grew up on. But the thing is, that's not all. I also love oldies. Mm. Like Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons are my jam. I love me some Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. Temptations. Um, oh, the Temptations. Oh, the Commodores. Commodores. Oh. oh, yeah, man. And so. Four uh, Tops. Oh, I don't. You don't know Four Tops? I don't think I do. Okay. Okay. Send me some links. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but then also I went through a, a big phase where I listened to almost nothing but alternative Christian rock for a while. Like Switchfoot, Reliant K, <laughs> Thousand Foot Crutch. Oh yeah, uh, Thousand Foot Crutch is actually really fucking good. Oh yeah, I mean like don't get me wrong, I still love them now. Like my first CD I ever had was um, a Beautiful Letdown by Switchfoot. Yeah, and I still to the like I recently just came across it, and I was like, huh. fucking relying. And K. oh my, <laughs> yeah. And so like the nostalgia from uh-huh. like the songs on the Beautiful Letdown, I love every song. Did you that. listen to uh, 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 Skillet? I did. I, I did. I, I wasn't as big into them, but I definitely listened to some Skillet. Yeah. yeah. And so I fuck with that stuff. And so, yeah. So it's it ranged from a little bit of everything. In high school, I kind of switched more to, well, middle school and high school was more modern rap kind of stuff at the time. So, cool. like, I've I've always loved Chris Brown. And I know that's, everybody has different views on that. But I'm like, ah, oh, not as a person. As a person, yeah, he could definitely be a better person. But <laughs> as an artist, he's one of the best artists we've had. In generations, like he is phenomenal, and I don't think anybody can dispute that because of the how many Grammys he's won and just what he does. He was before he fucked up. He was like the next coming of Michael Jackson. Like this dude, his I, I don't know if you listen to much Chris Brown. Not a lot. He's phenomenal. Like he is stupid good, and he has the voice. He has the dancing. His dancing. I've heard he's a good dancer. Oh my! It's it's crazy. He has so much talent. And I mean, he even did some acting, which I yeah. I enjoyed. Um, but but yeah, so like I started listening to more like Chris Brown, T Pain, back when he was really oh, yeah. big, Lil Wayne, like oh, yeah. those that was my shit in like middle school, high school. And then it switched more to there's a was a YouTuber called Chester C, who okay. I was obsessed with, like one still to this day one of my man crushes. This dude, mm-hmm. oh, he is fine, but. He was a piano player, but he just, but, and a singer, but he had such a nice rasp. And like back then, I tried to mimic everybody I liked. Yeah, man. And so, which is why I feel like I have a rasp now is because that's, that's kind of what I knew. So now when I do my own stuff, like 
it's nothing like Chester C, but it's still, it's my own voice, but I think that kind of shaped totally. how I sound now. And so, but he was very much like a love song, kind of ballad, mm-hmm. and he had a couple rock songs, but his voice was just so good. I yeah. loved his voice. And he's actually the guy, He he's the re- reason I wear rings. He wore just two index finger rings when he played, and I was like, I like that. <laughs> so, this was actually the first ring I got, and I got, and I had two of this same exact ring. I had one around this finger, too. And I wore that for a while, and it just kind of accumulated to this. I normally had two more, but I lost them. Well, one I don't wear because I yeah. it's concave now if I'm working out in it, and then the other one I lost. But, but yeah, so it's it's ranged from yeah System of a Down to Reliant K, Switchfoot to Frank Bell and the Four Seasons to piano ballad love songs. That's awesome. And then, but really, I feel like after high school, it's been a lot of like soul R and B like. 24 Karat Magic from Bruno Mars has been one of my favorite albums since it came out. Like, when it came out, that was all I listened to for three months, like, on repeat. 24 Karat Magic is such a good album. And that style of music, like that 70s, yeah. this kind of soul R&B funk. <laughs> do do you, I, you listen to, um, uh, oh, God, my brain. Oh, God. Why is my, why are you oh, doing you're good. Par- I, you listen to Parliament? Funk oh, par- oh. They're like the masters of funk. Oh yeah, I I free, I love Private Flashlight. Such a good song. Yeah, dude. I I love them, and like I honestly I it's weird. I am so so in love with that sound. But if you ask me to name like people other than Parliament from like that era, like the original era, couldn't do it. Sure, couldn't do it. I need to familiarize myself more with that kind of that time period of yeah, <laughs> the stuff that I love. But but yeah, so it ranges from everything. And I just, I've always been a little singer. I just think what like, and I, I could keep tone and stuff and like, nobody was just like, Oh, shut up. Okay. And my mom's very real. She's like, I love my mom. Cause like I've played a lot of shows and she's been a 95% of them. My mom is my biggest fan. And I like, I probably played in total with all the bands I've been in close to like 500 shows. Yeah. And my mom is just my biggest fan. She's there. If she can be there, she is there. And I'm like, I freaking love you. But she's also real with me. If I show her like a little concept I have, she goes, "What was that?" If it's if it's trash, she will let me know, and I respect her so much for it. My mom just tells me, "I don't get it." I don't. I don't understand. My mom's a musician. She's a singer. She's a bass player, guitar oh, player, really? piano player. Oh yeah, oh, she's sick. Mom's a fucking stud. Um, was well, she hasn't played music in a long mm-hmm. time? She's old now, but um, <laughs> I love you, mom. Um, <laughs> uh, but amazing amazing voice mm-hmm. singer always just singing you know um but yeah she she just she she's she's a classic bluegrass classic country um classic rock kind of you know 50s 60s era rock okay. beatles but more the rolling stones kind of style? well if she's doing country and bluegrass yeah. um is in alaska country bands and bluegrass music is like really popular okay. among most of the people who establish who like you know old people people going to bars people mm-hmm. you know yeah they're, what they're familiar it's with. small towns i mean you know the town i grew up in had like less than a thousand people in it oh wow you know yeah. um very very small towns very tight-knit communities uh all bars and churches you know one post office one general store 14 oh. bars and 14 churches like that's <laughs> that's my town um and but they just like country. They like bluegrass. They like, 
you know that's the that's the kind of shit that people would want to listen to yeah, so. I feel like to this day that's at least country is like still like yeah. the most popular genre but like pop. but like real country not modern oh. not Florida Georgia yeah, line like, country I, like I personally I'm not a country guy whatsoever like some older country I can get behind there are the occasional very rare occasional modern country songs where I'm like I fuck with that yeah but most of the time makes me actually like physically angry to hear it yeah uh, but it's the, funny because bluegrass completely different mm-hmm. I love bluegrass yeah you, you ever listen to John Prine? No. Oh, no. I, I could not name you a okay. country artist. Okay. Well, he's not really country. Okay. Um, or blues? He's like bluegrass. He, oh. I mean, cla- country bluegrass. <sighs> he's original, man. And and oh, okay. if you want to listen to some cool old music of a dude who was a war guy, fought in Vietnam, came back and wanted to make kind of protest music fucked of man like okay good that's the kind of shit i was raised on that they my mm-hmm. parents listened to that i i just you know I, I go back to stuff like that and just blows my mind but listen to john prime look up any just after that, this i'm gonna i'm gonna have you send me these because i will yeah. forget yeah but i want to listen yeah to these guys. i will do that um that's awesome so delta Ave now you guys just recorded uh Recorded our seventh a... studio song. It's gonna be our eighth song. We ha- eighth song we have out because we have seven out, I believe, right now. And then we have one studio recording, which was a one take that we made a music video for yeah. our first music video, and then we just released it because it turned out <coughs> good. That's awesome, um, man. And yeah, so it, it's our seventh studio song, and I'm really happy about it because my biggest thing is like it's growth. Yeah. And every time we've entered the studio, we've come out with something better than the last. And like, yeah, every song is completely different. But the thing is, I mean, like, just as a whole, like, yeah. you listen to our little five song EP. <laughs> oh, man, it's so empty. And I take almost full responsibility before it because I didn't know music nearly as much. And even though that was like three years ago, I know so much more yeah. now. And I did not know about production my mind went, if we can't play live, why would we put it in, in the record? Mm-hmm. Such a mistake. For the, at least the songs that we did, such a mistake. Yeah. Such a mistake. Because even though, yeah, we are pop, we are rock, we are funk, there's, that pop element is in everything. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is just a lot of empty space, which I take a lot of responsibility for. Like they're, They make good, not good, they make decent demos. Yeah. So like yeah like it's always good to humble yourself so like so we're we're not going to delete them anytime soon but like that's there but like you hear the song we did right after that and there's actually some production on it and it's like the change is so noticeable for sure like the most production we had on the fucking uh on the EP was like the second song I ever wrote it's called 2 feet it's like a slow vibey very alternative song and I was like I want a rain track in it oh yeah yeah and that's it. That's the only production. <laughs> I just, just find the MP3 of a rain track and just put it really quiet. Yeah. And it's nice. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I like that song, except for my vocals in it. Garbage. But, yeah. Sorry. Tangent. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I went off. What What did you ask me? <laughs> um, What you guys are doing now? Oh, yeah. You guys uh, just recorded that. Just talk about we recorded that song, and that's a song, and it's it's a song, one of our songs with, like, I mean, a lot of our songs have meaning. Sometimes you just write a song, it's like, oh, this is fun, but this this one our drummer wrote, actually, 
well, drummer, guitar. I say he's a drummer. He's one of those, I say kids because he's young, even though he's 21. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Actually, I have a wave track in one of the next songs I'm releasing solo. Uh, <laughs> but it's, he's one of those prodigies to where he's young. He grew up going like this, like little, like music school thing. Like he plays everything. And he does it pretty damn well. Yeah. And I say pretty damn well. I say, I'm just being like, I'm, he is really good. He is just a very knowledgeable dude. And so we actually had to like borderline beg him to join our band because we initially didn't have him as a drummer. Really? Like, like before we were technically Delta Avenue, we had um, one of our friends, uh, Quinn. He really good drummer. He like did our first two shows with us. And Christian, our drummer now, our drum- drummer guitarist, he does a lot of things. He sings sometimes too. Uh, yeah, I watch. Yeah, you, you flipped instruments. Yeah, uh, we yeah. actually have a new song that we're gonna play next week, which I'm super stoked. It's our newest song, and we all sing a verse in it. Me, Caleb, and him, which awesome. I love, and Caleb's super stoked about it. But anyways, he actually did sound for our first show, <laughs> which is funny. But then we're like, hey, you should join us, because me, him, and Kevin all worked at Dutch Bros. We all worked at oh, Dutch Bros. Okay. Uh, uh, me, Kevin, and Christian all worked at the same Dutch Bros. And then Hannah and Caleb, their brother sister, but they worked at different ones and so like at work i don't be like hey please join us yeah. <laughs> we need like an official drummer please join us uh but but yeah so he he wrote that song and it's a song that with meaning to him uh it's about just being young and moving too fast and like fucking up because you're moving too fast and that, that's what the song's about but he has a big i feel classic rock background uh-huh like he seems like it the way he drums when i watch you guys play and the way he play guitar yeah he has a very classic rock influence and that's that's one of the influences in our songs some of them have a classic rock funeral especially this one yeah and i mean he's eclectic and everything he writes he also he wrote the instrumental for one of my favorite songs we have called my way which is that soul r&b oh yeah jam one right so he's he's very versatile but yeah so i'm happy about this song because it has meaning we have a music video idea for it I don't know if we're going to wait and try and do both the video and the song at the same time. We'll probably release a song and then do a video later. But I'm excited about that one. It's turning out well. We just have a super rough, like not even a mix, just like a leveled MP3 of it. And we're happy with that so far. And like we haven't even really gotten into the song yet. So we're stoked about this song. Uh, we plan on just scheduling a lot of dates in the near future because we've been slacking on getting music out there. We've just right. been playing hella shows. Because, like, in, we've been a band in January will be three years, and we've played over, like, 250 shows. Like, we just played a bunch of shows, especially, like, before COVID and stuff. We just, like, every weekend was, like, two two shows, maybe three shows. And so... That's awesome. And very fortunate. Yeah, it comes from, like, me being an outgoing person. I made the connections in other bands I've been in, and I just reach out to so many people, <laughs> ignored by so many people. Yeah. Reach out, like, yeah, let us play at your venue, please. Uh and it's super it's so it's so nice when that starts to pay off because like we're kind of at a spot where we're we're gaining that traction um we're we're at a spot where i i haven't had to book as many gigs because people are coming to us which is really nice because like word of mouth and it's nice because the the fans that we do have are like fans fans Yeah, yeah we come out with a new merch they're buying it and it's like yeah it's not a bunch of people but it's like it's just those it's that that handful um, they they are the people you do full length albums for and you write B sides. One hundred percent. Like yeah. it's and it's crazy to say that you we have fans. Oh yeah. Like we this girl got hired at Dutch before I left. It was like a couple months before I left. 
and she's a sweetheart she loved music and i was like oh yeah you should come to one of our shows and she's like oh what you guys are in a band what came loved us and then she brought her sister to the next one and now like we're legitimately her sister's favorite band which is great she has our set list cut out in the back of her phone case that's see-through and i'm like that is so sweet and i think she's just like 15 but i'm like what like that's weird to me because like i was like i saw on one like a post she made <clears throat> it was like one of those she asked like and like oh, asked me questions anonymously and so one of the questions was like what are your favorite bands i was looking through it and like it's not like i asked it was just like, what the question was what's your favorite bands yeah and it was delta avenue and i went what <laughs> excuse me and that's so weird it's weird to me and it's, it's such a nice feeling when people like what you've made yeah yeah and it's a it's weird because like i've i've always been one to know i know a lot of people and like i and i'm i'm blessed in that way so i mean it's like some people don't don't connect with people as much but like i know a lot like i don't add people on facebook unless i know them sure. whether i've networked with them or so i have i think i have like 14 or 1600 friends on facebook it's a lot and like i go through and like 98 percent of them like i'm like oh yeah i know you from this but when i think about it i don't know that many people yeah but just like having that kind of goes back to the attention thing like right. it's i was just i was literally just gonna ask you that seems like a lot of fucking attention man. it's 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 weird and it's nice and like uh, like so many people i know are like making jokes about like oh i gotta hang out with you now before you become famous and like yeah that would be a, that would be a nice if that became a reality and it's like yes you got to believe in yourself and i do believe I will get to some Listen, level. Listen, man, you, that's a 15-year-old kid. You're their favorite band. That <laughs> is the epitome of what famous is. To her, that's... you're her favorite band. So you have a, a buddy who's known you since high school who says, oh, I'm glad we still get to hang out before you get famous and makes that joke. He doesn't come to every show. He's not actually caring about your fame. Yeah. But that kid does. Oh, yeah. And that means a lot. And that's one of the things. Oh, my God. I touched on this so far back when I talked about watching the movie Ray. And then I went off on tangent and didn't even hit what I was trying to say. We were talking about how in that movie you see him progress. And yeah. always people forget the people that they started with. Yeah. And that's something that I cannot even fathom. Because the people that I start with, I want to bring with me. Like, if I ever... Do they want to go with you? What do you mean? You, you you have people you start with, and you want to bring them. Oh yeah. But do they want to go? I sure hope so, because <laughs> if not, it's gonna be weird. Yeah. But like, that's one big thing about Delta, which is why I think we are as quote unquote successful as we are now, is because we love what we're doing. This is it, what we would love to do. We know that this is such a hard thing to do. That was my biggest compliment for you guys. The for, when I first saw you, is you. All of you are having so much fun on stage. You're you're I sharing. You're sharing. That. Looking at each other. You're you're communicating with each other. You know what's coming next, and you guys are fucking smiling through the entire thing of it. That that is what it looks like to have a good band. It whether, however, or, or whatever I could actually know about the amount of effort you put in outside of you being on stage. Mm -hmm. The way you guys look at each other on stage shows that you're there. And you put in work to trust each other being there. So you, all you have to do left is play and smile. Like that's that's the con that that's the thing that I think people probably take away from you. That's is, one of the most. That, that's one of the compliments we get most often is people are like, 
we can tell you're having fun and that makes us want to have fun. And I love that so much because when we started this, I was like, because it was an issue I had with the band I had before. I was like, we need to perform. Like, yeah, playing music is great, but you need to perform. You have to look like you're enjoying yourself on stage because I've seen way too many bands where they just don't look happy. And even if you're playing something super sick, if you just look bored, I want to punch you. Yeah. I want <laughs> I want to cause the, you physical harm. <laughs> you have the privilege to be up there on that stage and you're squandering it. Like people would die to be in that position. Like like I went and saw this band uh Duran Jones and Indication. This was like 5 years ago. And it was the first time I'd ever seen that band. Yeah. Phenomenal band by the way. Uh but they're they had this opener which I forgot who they were. But their basis, like I remember it so vividly, it was at the Doug Fur Lounge, and like their the openers were good. I was digging them, and it was like I I was a bassist and still beginner, but like I'm like okay, I know how it feels to play because like immediately we were playing these shows at this place called Feckin' Brewery, which yeah, I think Feckin', I told yeah. you about, yeah. And we played before they were even established. They had just started. They didn't. They weren't even technically a brewery yet. They just had a few beers sure and we would play three hour shows and we played a few open mics and then they started giving us some money to do three hour shows and so like i was like i was thrown into it so i was like oh i love to perform this is awesome but like at that show with the openers for the ranch jones and, and the indications the basis looked miserable and i'm like i was like bro you're doing what i would love to do i want to throw something at you yeah like if you don't enjoy it don't don't let someone who really enjoys it do yeah. that then that's my biggest thing whenever i talk to like my friends bands or people who are starting bands is have fun mm-hmm. make sure you're having fun if you're not having fun that's why the first band broke up we are all still great friends me and kevin were actually in that first band together but it just it became a chore yeah and that's why we ended up just being like this is that yeah, we need to stop but yeah you you gotta love what you do yeah, man. You, you got to love it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You obviously do. I can tell you're passionate about it. Well, and I can honestly say, say the same for you. You guys are like, honestly, I don't remember how your drama looked much because <laughs> I was watching you. Because, <laughs> of course, if I go see a band, I'm like, this is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm watching them. I know. And I know you and whoever your singer is, y'all share Matt. a lot of eye contact. Uh-huh. There's a lot of facing each other. And I loved that. And you guys looked like you were having fun. Oh, yeah. And that's what like, oh, I like these guys. And then the, your energy afterwards, you were just so fucking friendly. And I was like, I like this dude. This dude's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, I, I think we both, in both bands, we write music that we enjoy. Like, we, we write something that we would want to hear and it doesn't get boring. And so, and then, you know, for us, we, we do, a, a, we do have a little bit of complexity that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that we just kind of inherently put in right in our music. Um, we're all fans of it. Just so good. Um, that they're st- still hard to play. Like, even though we've played a lot and practice them, they're still just, you have to focus on a part because you wrote something hard. It's at the yeah. top edge of your skill level. You're counting, you're re- knowing something else. A vocal mm-hmm. has to come up two at the same time and you kind of just stacked. Comp, you know so you you have to be present and moment and active in the set you, you know i i've been in bands where you you get in a flow mm-hmm. and you start you you play through your songs and then all of a sudden you're like three songs later and it's 
you go, wait, did I even have fun during those last two songs? Yeah, why don't I remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of going like, what, you know, feeling like a press. Now, at the end of the show, even, you know, the one we played, at the end, you're like, oh my God, it's over already. But I can sit here now and go, oh, I remember doing this. Oh, I remember like, mm-hmm. just you're there, you know, and I don't know, man. You get it. You no. guys do the same thing. Oh, yeah, that well, was I, that was the compliment. <laughs> well, I appreciate that's that's that and um, whenever people say, "Oh, you guys are like a band," that's also my favorite compliment. Whenever I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I play music. Yeah, we have the show," and like, <clears throat> I get it. I, and yeah. I'm not insulted whatsoever because I love that compliment. But when people say, "Oh, I'm in a band," it's like, "Oh, you're in a band." Okay. Yeah. But then when people come and see you and they're like, oh, oh shit, like like a band, band. <laughs> it's like, and I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. or like when the bartenders are like, I liked your originals more than the covers you did. And I go, just shed a single tear. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I love you. Yep. I love you so much. Yeah. But the whole like, oh, you're a band. I've gotten that a couple of times and I'm like. We tried. Yeah, dude. It's it's the, the the very first time that I was I I played a show and people from the crowd shouted out a song they wanted to hear, like they knew the name of a song, oh. and they're like, "Play that one!" And I'm like, "Someone knows our fucking bands a a, a, a title of a song we have." That it's yeah, it's fucking mind blowing. Like your whole dude. body gets warm. Like that's it's pure excitement. There's a video. Because uh, my mom records a lot of our things just like on her phone, like a little handheld camera thing. And there's one from like maybe a year and a half in. It was like pretty soon before COVID. Um, it's at this place called the Cruise Room Annex, which is a really cool spot. I recommend if you guys are still trying to play shows, hit them up. Yeah. Dude does never fucking gets back. But if he does, well, we got lucky because my friend, acquaintance at the time, was the booker there. She started booking for there. And so I was like, hey. And she was like, yeah. It's a really cool spot. But my mom has a couple of videos of there that are on YouTube. And like you, you, we listen now and it's like, yeah, it's early on. Mm-hmm. And so you listen to it and it's like, but they're, they're not terrible. Right. But we, the first song we ever released was called uh, Take It All. And we released it and our homies are just such homies. And like, it was such a good show. It's one of my favorite shows that we've played so far because people, people came out like yeah, a lot of friends came out and you could hear them sing in the chorus because it's a very easy just take it all take it all out now take it's a very simple chord and hearing people sing your song yeah oh yeah, i'm about dude. to turn a blubber, blubbering baby on stage that, that I like i was like ah, ah, what the fuck is happening yeah and that's so, oh it's hard to describe that feeling yeah yeah, it's it's almost like that's the feeling of getting really good attention. <laughs> I'm going uh, home. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's funny. I end podcasts usually by reading poetry. Do it. <clears throat> um, I wrote one of them, and then we have a writer for the show who all his job is is just to write poetry, okay. um, and. I write as I, I enjoy a very specific type of poetry called nonsense, nonsensical poetry. Okay. So it, it doesn't have necessarily a rhyme scheme or a meaning. Okay. Uh, it's just poetry in the best sense of it. So this one uh, I wrote first. It's called Beavers. <sighs> Beavers. To those who don't care to know, whittling by mood, 
<laughs> the tip of the tongue, the tears. <laughs> beavers. To those who don't care to know, whittling by moonlight, the beaver's nose knows good from wood. A small drop of sap in the hand of the chap who won't lay his coat in a puddle. The beaver cares not, unless it's a knot in his wood he whittles. They, be, they may be sad to know, even with teeth that big, he can't whistle a cab or tie his shoes, stupid beavers. <laughs> stupid beavers. I like that. All right. So that one was beavers. And now this one is um, called uh, Unwavering Tendencies. Unwavering tendencies projected upon the face of the moon by some unknown Shakespearean entertainer sitting in his pompous diner reflecting on days of yore. Who knows why the caterpillar chooses its life, so wonderfully sophisticated in its shimmering simplicity, always crawling toward darkening inevitabilities of November morning. Amazing, isn't it, how ideas such as these, always burning questions into dollars, stop. It's not fun anymore. The colored ball knows the answer, yet refuses to divulge until tea time has been fully enjoyed by the politicians in her pocket. So gleefully insipid. That's by Fitzhugh Willoughby. You have a nice voice. You have a very soothing voice. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. I've talked a lot into a microphone. <laughs> it, a lot. It's, I'm, I'm envious of people with like nice, smooth voices because I, I don't... You have a wonderful voice. Listen back to this, and I you'll have, go, "Ooh, no!" Is listen that back to me? this, and I want to cry because, like, I don't, I don't. You'd, when I go and record, I have to tell my but my buddy James, the guy who my engineer, let me know when the take is good, because I'll keep redoing it. Cause I just don't like how I sound. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. No, you you have a wonderful voice, man. I, I don't don't it. don't hate on yourself about that. Thank you. Um. Thanks for joining me, man. This has been a lot of fucking fun. Oh, anytime. It was very uh, surprisingly easy flow of conversation between us. I, I mean, I felt it before when we were there, but it, it just flows. You're really good. You're Thank you're you. you're very forward in the conversation. And I can tell you actively listen, uh, and your brain works quick enough to uh, have have something to say back at it you know like whether it's a joke or just a point you're adding it yeah, it was easy man well thank you i, I really you enjoyed call me michael talks too much as well because i well yeah, I, I can this talk. has been aaron and michael talks too much <laughs> <laughs> start a sub side podcast yeah <laughs> we're just talking about it dude the tangents are bad like i'm gonna listen back to this and go tangentially speaking <laughs> where the fuck was i going yeah, yeah. no that is I, I love those the best because you always you're getting to see how the mind of the person works when 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 you let your mouth actually speak for your brain in conscious thought. A lot of people want to. I find a lot of people even when I podcast, I say something and you can tell they're trying to think of the way to say it before they actually uh, say the words out yeah. and so they're not fully listening to you because they're trying to plan what they're going to say because they don't want to sound away or they want to make sure they're they're not going to have to go um uh, uh what, wait where, where was i going in the middle of, like mm. when you when you actually have the flow of consciousness and you can just kind of shoot from the hip and your mouth will listen to your brain go yeah you may forget things and run on trails but you're 
actually getting to know the person. Like that's true. It's 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 <laughs> improv. <laughs> which uh, we're we're gonna talk. Oh about yeah. That. Oh we're yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Cool. Well, yeah. That's we're gonna end right there. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. Uh, you can always write me. Uh, emails that I will read on the show if you want me to, timeandstuffpod at gmail.com. We also have the uh, hot, the voicemail line, so you call and leave voice, voicemails. Uh, I... <laughs> okay. All right, we're bringing guitar into this mix. But, uh, okay, this we got to make this, rem- like, it needs to be drilled into the heads. 971801 Vest Baby. That's the hotline number. For all of your crazy toll free (laughs) needs. It could be something like a. Okay, I like that. 971801 Fast 971 Motherfucking 801 Fast Holy shit we did it We got a motherfucking toe free line And it's the shit Uh 971-801 Vest Come and call us That's our hotline number, everybody. So you can go call that hotline, leave me an email, uh, reach out to me on all those things. We're on Twitter. We have all that stuff. Uh, new episodes basically once a week if I'm feeling really motivated and up to it and uh, people want to be on the show. Other than that, uh, as always, drive like you know each other. <laughs>